0: no one sees the head bop.
1: Alex, I love that we don't have an official rule not to talk during the intro, but something about you immediately saying no one sees the head bop and then dead silence. (laughs) <laughs> Aside from the intro music, it really does it for me. God. Welcome back to the Radio Games Cast. <laughs> As always, I'm your host, Ryan. Today I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co hosts, Brett. Hello. Alex.
2: I have no sense of timing. And what? Well, the most important part of all comedy is.
1: Wow. All right. Well, this is the belated Halloween episode uh... because. I was traveling and, unfortunately, came back with COVID for the Halloween episode, so we had to push That's it back fun. a week. What's the fun means souvenir to bring back with you. The best souvenir that I brought back, by far. I mean, <laughs> nothing oh. else compared to really just being in bed for a day. Yeah, the gift that kept giving. <laughs> the gift that kept giving, yes. Um, thankfully, I'm very much over it now. I've tested negative and all that, so we're back to the regular podcast flow. Which means it's time for some Halloween vibes in early November, which don't we all love? You know, as long as we can avoid Thanksgiving, I think it's really the the intent here. <laughs> I, mean,
2: I, I mean, I've been—I'll be honest with you—I was seeing Christmas decorations in certain stores in October. So if we push, If we push Halloween into November, I'm not even going to be that. Like that's fine. You,
0: yeah, you know what, totally you. <laughs> but, you, but since we're officially past it, uh, unfortunately, you know what that means. She's begun defrosting. She's
3: already <laughs> defrosted. Yeah,
2: there's so many, so many good memes of like, of like, it's Mariah Carey. And she's like distressingly smoking a cigarette, and it's like she knows what time it is. <laughs> my favorite a one is people
1: Final Fantasy XIV fans made a uh, an, a meme post of Mariah Carey as a raid boss. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious. All right. Well, speaking of hilarious, we have costumes that we're all going to show to you all and immediately see for the first time, most likely. <laughs> Probably. (laughs) You folks can turn your cameras Oh my god. And bask in the wonder that is Gurgle. My
0: god.
1: (laughs) I love Gurgle. Good old. Why? What is that? Is that a specific character? I'm about to to embarrass myself.
2: This is a Sea of Thieves pirate.
1: I see. It is definitely a Sea of Thieves pirate, but not.
2: And oh, not thieves. a random <laughs> and not a random pirate costume that I cobbled together at a spirit well, Halloween.
0: Well Wyatt, like well Wyatt, let's see. Is this really Sea of Thieves? Let's see how fast
1: you're able to swing that machete. Do <laughs> hey, you have the animation set down? You do the uh He's really having to try and jump there
0: oh god I'm exhausted. oh yeah that's sea of thieves oh, god, yeah really exhausted. See that he's entirely out of energy too <laughs> wild how accurate <laughs> it's, it's that is so so accurate <laughs> i also and was Alex... going to
2: drink out of this norm uh originally but it's from spirit halloween and even after watching it quite frankly i don't trust it so
1: probably a good choice to be honest yeah. i'm not surprised by that choice <laughs> brett just moved so we have Kodak call brett today yes the, uh... of course <laughs> Of course, it's a little bit squished because our overlay is not the same size as it's the image. And <laughs> Alex as Kakyuin, yep, which is I'm the resident good.
0: weeb, everyone's favorite redhead with a hole in his chest.
1: <laughs> what a great introduction. And I was going to do my Diablo Druid costume, but I wore that thing 2 days ago for BlizzCon, and it needs to get washed. <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> this makes
2: sense. It's very yeah. hot. Well, uh, in many ways that would have been that would have added to the uh uh, to the immersion of the costume. <laughs> oh, drill in-field sure, yeah. smell. <laughs>
1: but I've got I've got some nice Halloween lights up uh and that's about it. That's the the full immensitude of my Halloween preparedness
2: this year. <laughs> oh my god, wait, you know what I just realized? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can button this up. I actually didn't realize <gasps> this until this <laughs> Oh, <month. laughs> no, there it's we go. The right type of hat. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope know, you do I, that and then like halfway through the episode it just i love
3: that you have the bandana on
1: underneath that none of us would have seen had you not well, taken the hat that,
2: off that, that, I, that came with the costume and i was like might as well right there's also I, I have a definitely not medallion thing from uh from pirates of the caribbean absolutely not totally not yeah, the definitely same thing
1: not Totally
2: original. No, oh, I,
0: I I like the I like the all sides down sort of Bayou pirate you got going on. <laughs> the Bayou
1: pirate. It's really the amount of content we're getting out of why it's struggling with this hat is astounding. Okay,
2: I'm doing this with one eye shot, All right, <laughs> give me a little bit of credit here.
0: I mean, this is better than Gang Beasts, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is truly unbeatable content.
0: Just, just it's it's the same thing really. It's watching someone flail around. It's pretty because, fun. You know what?
2: It's it's funny because I was looking for like that traditional like corner pirate hat and i was shocked at the spirit halloween didn't have it but they did have this hat that was a pirate hat and i was like oh i guess it's just like a like a wide brim pirate hat but no they have the uh oh boy now it doesn't really fit but okay there we go perfect
1: that's pretty good <laughs> there, you go. <laughs>
2: there you go see it you can it's a it's a, a versatile
1: versatile mm-hmm. hat this was a
2: great investment i don't know what you're talking about hey, what, you want to remind us how much
1: you spent on that costume? <laughs>
2: No, I, I absolutely do. <laughs> oh. All I'll say uh, is, it uh, was my first time going to a Spirit Halloween, and at first I was charmed by... There's something really charming about cheap Halloween costumes. And then no, I looked at the price and realized, they're it's not that cheap. No, they're not
1: cheap. <laughs> Although I do want to point out, this thing does have the murloc spines down the entire oh. back. It, <laughs> the fantastic. whole thing. That's it's fantastic. pretty good. These are, these are quality Kigurumi's... That uh, BlizzCon thing they do every year. And then you get a bunch of people in Murloc Kigurumis to run around the convention, which is quite fun. It's a good time. Alright, well, we're here to talk about Halloween games. That's ostensibly the purpose of this episode, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. We've all been playing one or more Halloween-themed things. Uh, anyone want to kick it off, or should I go ahead and kick it off with Dredge? I'm gonna kick it off with Dredge because right. no one said something in the two-second window. Was, so
3: like, literally, like one point five seconds. <laughs> Look,
1: this is a podcast. We keep moving, or the content is dead. People leave if there's no air bread.
2: <laughs> if there's a dead air, there might as well not be a podcast.
1: You gotta claim your Jesus. space.
2: <laughs> you gotta earn the right to be here. <laughs>
1: no, we we should not turn into one of those alpha podcasts. Oh, oh God! No. Oh
0: Christ! <laughs>
1: All right. No, well, you're to
2: be one of those brokies, you know what I'm saying? Ugh.
1: Anyway. Let's talk about fishing. <laughs> Let's talk about Dread.
4: Oh, yeah. Which is
1: the horror fishing game. Now, I want to be very clear here. Normally, I, for the the whole month of October, will go through and generally play a bunch of like old classic horror games that I never got to play. Last year, it was a bunch of Resident Evil. This year, I had a Disney trip smack in the middle of October that was two weeks long, so very little time to actually play any horror game, so I picked one I could play on my Switch, which was Dredge. And Dredge is a good time. It's a fishing game about a little boat that you have. You wake up going to this island and talking to people, and they're all being very coy about Lovecraftian things going on. But you've got to go out and fish, and if it becomes night while you're fishing, things happen, and you give a panic meter that gradually gets worse, and then a giant sea monster shows up and eats you. And it's really interesting, but I, my thing with Dredge is I've played about, I want to say, four-ish hours of it so far, maybe five. And I've yet to see the point, right? Like, this, it's got the vibe of the horror and the fishing, but the fishing minigames are pretty simple. They're all multiple minigames, thankfully. I'm a big minigames person. And every fish has its own mini game, so it's got its own like fishing reel meter, but it is just like a reel meter. It's not like, you don't see like animations or anything like that, it's just a little, You you press the button in the green window and you're good. The windows are just different shapes, generally. And I don't know if this gets crazier later on, I suspect it will, because some of them have funkier things that are a little bit harder to do. But so far, it's been a very slow burn start, and I was very surprised by that, because I'd I'd heard from a lot of people this is a pretty quick game overall, and I don't know how deep into it I am. There's not really an easy way to track progress, but I've seen maybe about a third of the map, so pretty deep, I would suspect. And yeah, it's yet to reveal a hook to me that actually, fishing pun, gets me. Which I was surprised by, because I was very excited for this game, but I'm, I'm actually kind of having like a a flatline experience while playing it
3: i'm a little um, surprised too because i was expecting know. this to be a uh, everyone else at 001 likes it more than brett would care <laughs> and yet
0: right have, have do you played you know, it, i have not do, do you know the origins of dredge
1: i do know the origins of dredge of that old like what is it tumblr post
0: yeah <laughs> it's based off of a tumblr post
1: it's a, a very what? funny one, where it's basically an Eldritch horror game, and the whole the Tumblr post was like, it gets creepier and creepier the whole time, but at the end of the game, there's no actual monster, and you you wake up just with your notebook saying, you did a good job, or something like that. Oh,
0: specific, specifically, and this is definitely a me thing that I uh, would appreciate about the game, that I'm really surprised I haven't uh, played it yet about, Um but the, the specific pun at the end of the entire post was you did real good,
1: spelled R-E-E-L. Yeah. And I have... <laughs> there we go. There's the use case for the damage. There's one. there's your one. Here's your one. one. <laughs>
2: you, you were waiting to use that since we hit the record button. Yeah, you were so ready.
1: Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, I, I've had an interesting time with this game because it, it really has been, like... I expected to be more into it than I actually am, and I'm really surprised that I'm not, but I actually think the reason I'm not is because I've played games in a similar vein to this before, which I don't think anyone else here has played. Called the uh, the Sunless games. So Sunless Seas oh, and Sunless yeah. Skies, I've really, them, really yeah. phenomenal indie games um, that are basically just like narrative adventure, almost roguelikes in a way of like you're expected to die, but then your story gets different every time you respawn, uh, and you like carry a legacy of captains as you're playing. And I think the thing that's missing here for me is the thing that Sunless Seas and Skies do of that more interesting, like, world and character progression that is actually happening. Because every time right now I've gotten to something interesting in Dredge, the character has basically gone, oh, but I'm not going to tell you about that. It's going to, I'm going to make it sound ominous and then back into a corner, which is, you know, it's a good way to start a story. But every character I've talked to has done that so far, and there hasn't been, like, a reveal moment. Uh, aside from one character who will read words from a book and give you magic powers occasionally, which is very cool, but it's only happened once so far. Um, and yeah, there's just not been as much of that emergent sort of storytelling that I think I was expecting from this game, because that's kind of what it was pitched as, was this, like, Eldritch game with more going on under the hood, and I've yet to see the more. Uh, and I know it has upcoming DLC, so I'm, I'm probably going to get to the end of the base game because I am enjoying it it's just very much I'm not to the hook yet I'm to the like I'm at the point where I'm like I've been fishing for a while I've got my boat upgraded what's the the second thing now what's the other thing that's gonna happen and so far it hasn't which has been unfortunate and I think it's a trap a lot of indie games can fall into of like just having a loop that is missing one element that I have a feeling Dredge has in it, because I keep hearing that this game is really good from a lot of people. Um, so I, I expect it's there, and I just haven't hit it yet. But it is interesting that that's been the case.
3: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the time, too, it's like hard to put your finger on what that even is, because I've definitely felt that, too, with with some other games that, like, on, on, on the surface, haha, uh, they, they should be, like, right up my alley or whatever, and then I end up playing them for, like, three hours and then never touching them ever again. And it's, it is just because they're just missing one mysterious ingredient in the vibe, even, that's just, like, not there for some reason.
1: And I, what Pretty I do want to get super clear about, Dredge, is the vibe is there. The vibe is perfect. Mm-hmm. But that's where it ends. Like, the vibe is where it stops. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see the, the furthering of that somewhere and especially because the game has this interesting like day night cycle where night is a lot more dangerous and things will happen like you have a lantern on your ship that will, that can go out and that lantern reveals like rocks that aren't there during daytime so if you are moving along and you you crash into something there's like this an inventory space in your hole will get taken out that you have to deal with and you might lose a fish or something but the inventory Tetris hasn't been super interesting yet either because it's a really small space at the start. Like it just isn't much mm-hmm. to work with, so it sort of feels like early, early RE2, where it's not a puzzle yet because you just can't fit very much. So you're just kind of taking everything back to your storage or something, and that that has been my experience with Dredge so far. But like it's not actually a puzzle yet because I'm just sort of a lot up of values. back and forth yeah I'm just like basically as soon as I fill up I go back to base but my inventory is not big enough to fill up further away from the like fishing town so I have to go back because anytime I move further out uh, my inventory is full immediately so I'm not getting to like the, the harder riskier content because it's filling up so quickly that there's just not any space for you to put other stuff and you can like increase the ship size dramatically like there's a much bigger uh, inventory space that you can get to but that's locked behind a pretty grindy loop, to be honest, um, which has surprised me. Like, I'm finally the first ship's whole-size upgrade, and it took a while. Like, it that was a solid two hours of actually, like, going and hunting materials to get to that point. So, which is weird to describe this, like, Eldritch Fishing game as grinding and going to hunt materials, but that yeah. really is what it feels like. Um,
0: the real horror were the hours you wasted along the way.
1: but again it feels like there's something there that i'm just not to yet so i want to get to that point because all the discourse around this game is super positive generally so i think i'm just not there but i expected it to have i should have been at that point sooner i think um and it's maybe i'm playing this in a weird way because most of my playtime is like handheld on the switch so I'm not really sitting down for a longer play session to do something at any one given point in time, and maybe I just need to sit down with it for a longer time. But yeah, it was not grabbing me the way that I had hoped it would.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting with like, <clears throat> especially with horror games, or at least games that have a some sort of spooky atmosphere to it. It's like, you have to start with the atmosphere, you got to start with the vibes, but then you really have to like, that gets old really quick if you don't do anything with it, right? You really have to like, keep it going, you have to keep that momentum going because if you just rely on it for too long it the, it just starts to lose its effect after a while
1: yeah, and That's there the is really like another thing. layer in the story going on of it it seems like, and again I've only played a, a small amount of this game relative to like the whole runtime of it so I don't know if this is true, but it seems to be setting up the idea that you, the reason that you kind of just woke up on your way to the island is because of some weird thing of like the fishermen being multiple things. Like I found at one point a copy of my boat that was wrecked that I could go inside and look at, but of course going inside and looking at and dredges you reading through a text box and and choosing choices, Uh, which is fine. But comparing it then to like the sunless games, it's dramatically less flavorful than those. So it just felt less, it was less fun to do the reading because the reading wasn't as prosy and like interesting Mm -hmm. to read. Um, which is also, like, commonly an issue with, I think, a lot of Lovecraft stories, is the reason a lot of people like Lovecraft stuff but don't read the books is because they're pretty dense as, like, a thing and and not super fun to read. But the uh, the world building is great. And I think Dredge is in a similar place right now. And it, it seems to me they're setting up the idea that, like, there's some cycle of your fisherman coming here and then leaving and then coming back, or maybe it's copies of him or something. But it's weird that I've hit that point already like, I expected that to have been, like, the end point of the mystery and not the hook. Without getting to drag. the hook. Yeah, it feels like I'm, I've already kind of figured it out at the point I'm at. And again, I, I don't know any other details about this game aside from what I've played. So I don't know if that's actually the case. I could be totally off base with that being the end point. I hope I am. I hope that is just, like, the starting point and not the end point.
2: Or even, you know, if you're <clears throat> if you're just starting out, like... that could be the start point and then it just gets stranger from there which could be kind of exciting but yeah
1: that's what i really hope it is is that it gets weirder from there um but yeah it's a really good switch game I, i do think this is like a great if you've got a few minutes to kill it's a good switch i'm gonna go get some fish and come back type of situation sort of fills that like animal crossing quick bite gameplay but I also don't know if that's I'm playing the game wrong by doing that. <laughs> the game goes back to the, I haven't seen that secondary hook that they presumably have somewhere. So It's been a, a fun time getting used to it, but I think I'll, I'll give it like another two hours. But if it hasn't hooked me by then, then I don't know. Dredge is not grabbing me the way that I thought it would.
0: I need I need you all to applaud my restraint. my My finger has been hovering. Over I the left button, it, but I'm right just... there for you, Alex.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were there were uh, so many times that I could have
1: get it hooked. It's a fishing uh, game. Ha ha! All right.
0: <laughs> there was that. There were with, there, there were things with you guys <laughs> saying depth and surface level. Oh my god! It.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> And it, what is, there, there is like another layer to this that is basically like the Pokemon fun of collecting things, because there is like a whole index of fish that you collect, and this fun stuff like you can get a manta ray that has like shards of crystal just stuck throughout it, which is an interesting thing, but I also just have no control over that. Like there's no, not really an ability to hunt for that thing, because I just kind of have to look for the spot that looks shiny and go to it, which as of right now is just generally very easy. So yeah, I don't know if there'll be more to it at some point. But as of right now, I've kind of I think I've hit the limit of like the complexity that I've been exposed to in it so far. So I'm hoping for more. All right. Who's got something?
2: I'll, I'll uh, go next. Oh. Oh, I'll go go for it, Alex.
0: I was I was going to say I, I've gone through a series of games unfortunately the most halloweeny of which i haven't played but i was watching a bunch of other friends play I uh, i'll start with that one because it's the one i haven't mentioned at all before uh lethal company which Ooh. is uh oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's an interesting uh mix between sort of like phasmophobia and deep rock galactic Ooh. Uh, in terms of uh moons haunted uh, but your soul belongs to the company meet your quota or we'll leave you in the vacuum of space
1: well Alex I just want to there is some weird AI stuff going on right now I don't know what it is but as you said that I was like I'm going to go add this to my Steam wishlist because it sounds interesting pull <laughs> up Steam <laughs> and the first thing on the screen is <laughs> I, I have never looked at this game before I don't know anything about it <laughs> it's also
0: only 10 bucks
1: it is cheap yeah yeah
0: and it has the, it the, has that the, very crunchy know. sort of ps1 aesthetic with the the video filter over it as well yeah yeah it, it's mainly you know resource gathering things like that uh m- more running away from spooky threats than fighting them as far as i saw um now with with my limited time watching other people play through it but it does look interesting i think i might give it a try at some point over 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 another weekend mm-hmm. uh, there was that uh and then there was checking back up on Signalis again because the game got some updates with some more content. An and new uh, new new rooms, new lore, new story stuff, new characters to interact with too. That's fun. That are, you know, mainly lore things. Uh one of the replicants that's actually um not corrupted somehow in in, in the setting uh no new endings as far as i could tell and i also they
1: did they made the change that we talked about a bunch of times in our signalis episode where you're like it would be great if the modules were not slot taking
0: yes Yes, the flashlight no longer takes up an inventory spot which is amazing yeah there's a place where you can get it upgraded and fixed um if
3: if you want you can even change it to classic so that it does take up an inventory slot. <laughs> they they literally did everything so that everybody That's can be cool. happy, basically. Even though I also agree that that should change. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But it's nice um, that it's there. Yeah, no
0: new, yeah, new yeah, endings yeah, yeah. as far as I could tell, and I don't... And I still haven't completed the uh, the secret ending yet. <laughs> My god, it, it's hard to keep track of that stuff. Yeah, Especially with the very beginning thing, making sure you don't miss any of it. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I yeah, you, the, do you uh, a secret I, ending on the, the new multiple more slots mode, because it would make it a lot easier. Uh and I'm pretty
3: sure. Yeah.
1: Might be worth going back to try it. Yeah, you were talking about using um, mean... company, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh we all but, love but... Signalis very much. We also yeah. we also did do uh like an entire like two and a half hour episode on just Signalis. If <laughs> you'd like to yeah. listen to that. You can go there.
0: Yeah, I am a fan of plugging our stuff.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was the revisiting of Signalis, uh, mostly what I've watched so far of people playing Lethal Company that makes me want to try it out. Um, and then also, as far as like not Halloweeny but fall vibes go, I I, I don't know if you'd agree with this, Brett, but I classify Juissant as very fall esque. You're vibes. stretching it.
3: You're stretching it. <laughs> I'm being honest. You're stretching it because i've I've been playing. I've been playing Jusant as well. Uh, you're stretching it. <laughs> I, to, to,
0: it's to comfy. A rope. Yeah to to me it,
3: it, to me it very much
0: feels like it's you know it's that comfy mellow sort of feel that that is synonymous with fall in in my mind.
3: But it's in a desert, and it has to do with like 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 the rain and like beaches and whales and things. This and I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's definitely. It has the the possibility to to evoke the same comfy feelings that that perhaps uh, a more autumnal game would. But it's just. It's too summary.
0: You can. There's another game that I completely forgot that I wanted to play, which was. Um... Seasons, A Letter from
1: the Future, I think? Oh, yeah, the one with the the camera photography game. I
0: had had that on my list, but I didn't get to it.
1: Yeah, that's been on my list for ages, but I haven't been able to play it yet. I've heard it was very good. I've heard a lot of positive things about that game. Which does, I think that one does fit the fall vibes more than Jusant does. I, I guess maybe Jusant's color palette is...
0: I, col- color palette, even with the warm summer stuff, it has that all very pastel feel to it with its stylized graphics. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, very exciting. Uh, so what? It, what was the? I think you said you had one more that we were actually playing. That was. just even was that? Jusant. That that was true <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Not in the and horror then, game course, mood this October, no. Alex. And 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 then of course Baldur's Gate and its scary bits. Yeah, which I, I can't go into right now because spoiler things. Yeah. But
2: because I was going to say, you can talk about just specific scary moments from a game. Like I remember, um, I remember I talked about a specific bit from Dead Space a couple years ago. It was just that like one specific mm. part.
0: But. Uh, I actually, I accidentally turned well, uh, turned Will into a uh, screaming mountain of flesh.
1: You know, that's pretty scary
0: that's that is, pretty
2: scary
1: that's, that's a, a I
0: don't choice even know who that character made.
2: is but that sounds scary
1: He's a cool character ne- neat guy maybe a, a mound of flesh w- would you say
2: he deserved better than a, than becoming a giant mound of screaming flesh
1: <laughs> I pro-
0: probably I still need him to help rescue his father yeah there's a lot going
1: on in Baldur's game <laughs> yeah.
0: there's so much going on and in act 3 there are so many bugs I've tried to reload several times to try to complete Gale's quest, but he keeps disappearing from my camp.
2: Oh, no.
1: All right. Well, Wyatt. Yeah. I have... I didn't go through all of my Halloween stuff just with with Dredge. I have been playing two other games, one of which you're also very familiar with, so I'm going to save that one, because I I have a feeling you might want to talk about it when you're doing your stuff. Okay. Um... Second game that I've been playing recently is I recently got a well, I say recently like two months ago and I wasn't able to play it because I was on vacation a PSVR two um, and wow. PSVR two has a game that I think very much would tickle the Wyatt fancy oh. I want to make sure a
2: VR game tickles a Wyatt VR fancy? game that would tickle wow. your well, fancy We'll see about that We'll see about that
1: <laughs> Called After the Fall So After the Fall Um, I don't know if you've heard of this, Wyatt. It's pretty well known. It's by the Arizona Sunshine devs. Um, It is a basically direct port of Left 4 Dead. Not actually, but mechanically it is almost basically just Left 4 Dead into VR. And it is really good.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm I'm liking
1: the words that you're saying right now. It is very fun because you can can play... co-op with randoms. It's, it's basically entirely the regular structure of Left 4 Dead. You go out, you get stuff, and then you come back and, and get to spend stuff on like upgrading weapons and whatnot. Uh, but you can go out with uh, solo with your AI buddies, or you can go and actually do multiplayer. Um, I've been playing solo just because I tend to prefer solo with VR stuff when I don't have a way to mute the mic easily. So, <laughs> I think it's been a very good time. And it gets it's a lot more cinematic than I was expecting, which I've really enjoyed, because you get a lot of moments that are like, oh, a giant tentacle monster has come out and is absorbing a highway, and you need to now, like, break apart its big tentacles to get oh. past it, and it's very fun. Um, yeah, it's been another very good Halloween themed game, and the the threat of... Because this game does fully just take the Left 4 Dead archetypes, right? Like, it is a basically one-to-one port of Left 4 Dead mechanics. Uh, boomers in VR are a different level of terrifying. Oh, <laughs> When one of those things gets up to you and you realize, oh, I don't easily have a way to get out of here, and they can do the thing where, like, in when you're playing Left 4 Dead, it feels a little weird when your whole screen gets covered in goo because you're playing a video game, right? But in VR, and it's actually like you have to your oh, eyes just get covered in Oh, God. In you. oh, <laughs> like, oh, God. And, and you're having to reload guns and aim and whatnot while you're dealing with this. Oh, that's
2: gross. Yep, that,
1: it's, that's not kosher. That's it's real scary. It's a real real frightening moment. Um, but yeah, it's very enjoyable, cause, especially because it's a little bit more on the action side than survival horror side. So mm-hmm. you get your, your shooting gallery of zombies, basically. which is a very good time.
3: All right,
2: Wyatt, you were ready to yeah. jump in. I, I am ready to jump in. Uh, first of all, I'm going to take this godforsaken thing off because uh, yeah. that is so annoying. Oh,
3: the other 001 radio classic <laughs> of slowly dismantling our costumes <laughs> over the course oh. of the Halloween episode. Oh, absolutely. Although
2: I will say, when I wore my, my, my Vault Boy costume, I never took that mask off. That was awful. <laughs> yeah. As painful as that thing was, it was on, and I do not have that kind of uh, commitment.
1: Fortitude anybody. anymore. <laughs>
2: No, not even a little bit.
0: I, the um, only reason I still have mine on is because I have the fan going. Uh, because my thermostat is stuck at eighty five. Oh nice. God. <laughs> And this oh, God. thing is not
3: <laughs> very breathable. Sweat all that outline
2: off. <laughs> um. So my my plan to cover uh spooky games this uh, uh I I should say last month has changed quite a bit. The uh the the plan that I had changed quite a few times. The original plan was my big thing I wanted to play, because as I was waiting for specifically October to play, I was I was like, I'm going to play Dead Space Remake. That was, like, my big thing. That was my focus. Um, and then, right before I was going to sit down and actually start playing it, uh, Callisto Protocol became available for free for PlayStation Plus users. And I was like, oh, oh this will be, like, a goofy little, like, compare and contrast. Like, you know, see how, how one game does it and how another game does it. Um... Uh, but I ended up just playing uh, Dead Space Remake because I was like, I, I'm having too much fun with this. I don't want to play something that could potentially uh, that is suck all, suck all the That is trying to be the same, really. but
0: is markedly worse.
2: I Listen, I haven't played, so I can't say, but from everything I've heard, I've heard it's not great. So that was going to be like the big thing. And then Alan Wake 2 came out, and that kind of took all my time. Um, that kind of sucked all the all the time that I was gonna give Dead Space Remake. I do wanna talk about Dead Space Remake a little bit because um I'm a I think I'm like chapter three, halfway through chapter three. Um it's excellent. It is very, very good. And I, I will agree. say my my memory of the first game, I believe I played it two years ago. Uh my memory with like most things is a little shaky. So I I can't do a great job of comparing the two uh the original to the remake um other than, than some vague memories I have of the first game. But um, it's really excellent. All they really had to do was um, just improve the atmosphere with more modern technology. And that was really all they had to do, was just maintain the atmosphere. And literally everything else about the gameplay has aged beautifully. But they decided to go further than that. And um, this is one of those cases where the things that they add to the remake, I think, are genuinely welcomed additions and are and just add to the game and i yeah.
4: what personally do
2: do? i don't feel the, the need to go back to the first game anymore which might be a bit of a hot take but i i think this new version's great i think the main thing is um the entire ishimura the entire ship essentially is explorable now Um uh, because before in the first game when you go on the tram you go to a different area of the ship that it's was basically like separated levels a, but now it's yeah.
1: all connected
2: it's basically like a fast travel system, which I think was ingenious, yeah. and to encourage you to go back to those older areas, they introduced the security clearance system, which, um, which kind of uh, updates as you go through the game, but you basically get a higher security clearance, which means you can open other doors and chests and lockers and stuff that you couldn't have before, so it's a really good way to encourage you to go back to older areas. Um, they also have the uh, intensity director, which basically is kind of like a left-first for dead style director, which basically kind of adapts difficulty and also just, uh, like atmosphere and sound design, depending on, on like how much ammo you have and how much health you have and that kind of Ooh. thing. So it, there's a bit of like randomization to it. That's really well done. Um, I think probably the most like controversial, uh, change was that, uh, Isaac is now fully voiced as he was in, in dead space two and dead space three. They got the original voice back voice actor back, which is great. because Gunnar Wright does a great job as always. Um, I really like this change, personally. I I understand the argument for a lot of people why they like silent protagonists and why they like specifically Isaac Clarke being a silent protagonist in the first game. I felt like the first game didn't really utilize the silent protagonist aspect particularly well, and I think having him be voiced in this game only adds to the story and doesn't take away from it, in my opinion. Uh, but that's also from the opinion of someone who prefers a voiced protagonist over a silent protagonist to begin with. But I was overall, gonna say I quite like that change.
0: From from what I've heard, it's not like, you know, the second that Isaac Clark became a voice protagonist, he w- he was cracking wise in the face of cosmic horror every second. Yeah, got, I was, was oh. uh, I was gonna say amount.
3: as as someone who uh, who does not mind a silent protagonist, I was like like on paper you see like when when they make a change like that, it's like oh god, mm. yeah. What are they gonna make him say? But he really he doesn't he doesn't talk all that much, which is fine because he talk's pretty
2: not relevant.
3: Yeah, stuff. yeah, he'll 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 like deliver info to like characters that he sees or whatever. Like there's one part in the very beginning where you like go back to the ship that you landed on the Ishimura on, and he's like really quickly and like exasperatedly like telling the, the pilot with a broken ankle that like, uh, this happened, this happened, well, we, we gotta fix this, and we gotta get out of here right fucking now. And she's like, oh, okay. And it's just, it's like, there's no like, Erm, um, he's right behind me, isn't he? Like there's no stupid like Marvel dialogue God. that doesn't belong in like any sort of serious setting. Like he's very like, it, it, it does not overstay its welcome i uh one of the the changes with the dialogue that I like the most is that uh uh Isaac reacts uh, similarly to how a player might upon like running out of ammo uh <laughs> where if if you if you bought him out on a just go like. You know, just like and scream at the top of his lungs, and just like swear. <laughs> well, the it's it's really too,
2: funny. The best part too is when you're continually stomping dead corpses. Yeah, oh just, yeah. All swear words. It's the funniest thing, but it, it like totally fits because that's probably how you're feeling in that moment. That, probably that's the, crushing this like necromorph because he like <laughs> got the jump on you or something. So uh, it fits the, perfectly.
0: The only way to get your aggression out on something like that after you barely survived it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just yeah. scream. I mean,
2: it's really well done and a lot of his dialogue they they try and show his expertise as a as like a, a, a mechanic a minor, as as a mechanic and yeah, an engineer yeah. in his dialogue which I thought was really smart. Um and yeah. like I said he doesn't really talk much outside of story specific sequences. He really stays silent for m- uh, most of the game for most of like the actual gameplay. Um I thought that was really So well I do also... want to
1: shout out the zero g segments too. Oh yes, so so much, much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> than they used to be and legitimately they were really very smart.
2: fun they're really smart about the changes because a lot of the changes they make are taken from other dead space games mostly just Yeah, dead exactly space 2. exactly and it's like the zero g like like the controls are just dead space 2 zero g controls because they didn't need to change they were already like really mm-hmm. good the way that they were and a lot and that means a lot of the changes they make already fit in the dead space universe because they're not going completely going out of their way for certain mm-hmm. things that, that don't feel very dead spacey it was just a really smartly considered uh, package in terms of how they decide to update a game that many people argue didn't need to be updated in the first place. It's just really, really smartly done.
3: Yeah, I agree. Sounds like an uh, incredible remake. It's f- the it's the great. thing is, uh, speaking of games that they really don't need to update at all, I really hope they like touch two as little as possible. <laughs> Are <laughs> they going? Sure, they're going. I'm sure they're going teenagers? to want to. I wouldn't be. I would be surprised if they didn't want to, because I think I know the Dead Space One remake certainly got reviewed very well. Uh, I would imagine that probably translated to selling pretty damn well. Um, but yeah. I, I just I do the Master Chief Collection and just change the graphics and keep the <laughs> gameplay the exact same mm-hmm. because nothing about too has change. i mean listen you want to go back
2: and and completely change dead space 3 to make it a good game hey hey go for it no one's stopping you (laughs) you know what i mean um but i think dead space 2 i'm more of a dead space 2 person than a dead space 1 person um same you you don't really have to change that game much at all just you just leave it alone (laughs) I, i mean listen make it make it look pretty and make it sound pretty and yeah, leave it at that. You're basically you
0: know? done. Like uh, basically, DS1, it's, uh, <laughs> pretty much. It's, it's just the the DS1 remake, DS2 remaster.
3: Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: And, and then cause... fully new DS3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or
3: just just go in a different direction after two. We can just pretend, forget that the old three even existed. Oh, that's yeah,
1: what I De- want. Um, right? pull, yeah,
2: pull a yeah. <laughs> Dead Space three reborn. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Pull a Final
1: <laughs> Fantasy seven <VII> remake. <laughs>
2: Or, or keeping it in theme, Dead Space 3 remorphed. That's Rem- oh, right? yeah! your marketing
3: <laughs> buzz line. <laughs> this is why we pay this guy the big bucks. This is why we keep him around. <laughs> to,
2: wear a, to, wear a, to wear a stupid pirate hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. I, I
3: do think also, uh, no matter what the state of the, the Dead Space 1 remake is, uh, you can play the original on all the same platforms that the remake is on, uh, for, I mean, in some cases free if you have Game Pass. I mean, now the remake is also on Game Pass, but, uh, the the OG has been on Game Pass for, I think, since EA Play was a part of it. Yeah, a long time. Um, Which, like, I, my philosophy for remakes and remasters has become, uh, you can do whatever you want as long as I can still play the original officially. Like, cause I, I'm not someone that shuns emulation or whatever. I, I could not care less because they're probably not making money off those games anyway if they're old enough to emulate. But I would love... To give you money for a good game that I like. <laughs> so I would rather play it officially and not have to bother setting up a bunch of stuff on my mm-hmm. computer. And I'm, Is that but something if
2: you like that developers that are willing to take older titles and make sure that they're still accessible and playable? Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: Is yeah, that something I'm, that I'm Naughty always... Dog didn't do? Did they delist The Last of Us and not The Last of Us? I don't think so. I think, think you just no, basically the of reason, but... Okay.
2: They're, okay, they're both still available.
1: Yeah. That's good to hear. All right. Well, glad to hear you're enjoying Dead Space Remake, Wyatt, whenever you can get around to actually finishing it. I do also just want to mention that the opening sequence of Dead Space Remake is one of my favorite, like, openers of a horror game, I think, ever. Next That's to, like, really RE4. Oh? Yeah. Um, oh. I think it's super strong.
2: And yeah. they didn't... I was, I was terrified. Now, I'm typically someone who can stomach very uh, very um, vocal protagonists more so than other people. Not to say that it's always good, because it's not, but I feel like I can deal with it a little bit more. I am so, so happy that when during that intro, you come across the uh, cut off their limbs on the wall. He doesn't say anything. He keeps his goddamn mouth shut.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That looks like that could that be helpful no, for no,
2: later. No, 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 no. Get it out of here. Keep it keep it as is. It's perfect.
1: Keep the atmosphere okay. intact, please.
2: And they did. And Trust
1: they... your player to have some amount of brain intelligence. Most people do. And
2: they, <laughs> and they nailed it. And they they absolutely nailed it. I also loved all of the extra attention that they gave to Nicole in kind of fleshing out her character a bit more.
1: i mm-hmm. very Alright, Brett. You're smoking in the
3: corner. I can just I feel know it. I am. <laughs> so just, I ready. That is something that I definitely do. <laughs> um. So I uh, uh, I was in a bit of a of a conundrum for this episode during its originally scheduled date because uh I I hadn't I hadn't played anything scary that I hadn't already talked about before. Uh, I uh, th- this this year because I moved and have a a new roommate now who had not played Silent Hill two before. Uh, we just finished playing Silent Hill two. It was it was i said their first time uh but i That's i already talked about that yeah <laughs> i already <laughs> talked about that uh i think i think two years ago because i think last year i talked about silent hill 3 uh so i was uh i was a little a little uh concerned as to what i was gonna do but then uh, uh the episode got pushed back and that gave enough time For Lunastic, I'm glad my sickness would allow you some time. Yeah, thank you so much for not only getting sick in the first place, Ryan, but then surviving it to let this episode still (laughs) happen, (laughs) specifically for me.
2: Really looking out for us, Ryan.
1: I totally um, wasn't self interest at all, (laughs) of of course.
3: Um. But yeah, uh, we've I, i've i've mentioned it a couple times before. Uh, Lunacid, an an indie dungeon crawler game, has just come out in full release. It's out of early access. Uh, Wait, the one point out? Yes, the 1.0 came 1. out on 0? Halloween. Oh, it is a no, full game Brad. with an ending now. I'm so sorry, Ryan, but this game is really really good. <laughs> it's oh, super. So good. much time this weekend. It's <laughs> like. Totally absorbed me um, because we don't really get uh, the genre of of game that it is anymore. It's just kind of gone by the wayside uh, in recent years because it's dungeon crawlers nowadays. If, if they're anything, they're like the the old school turn based like style dungeon crawler. Or
4: yeah, yeah, like
3: grimrock style first person. Yeah, um, like newer things being like Etrian Odyssey or something where it has that like weird first person layout, but it's like turn based in battles and you gotta map everything. Um Lunacid is like the PS1 style dungeon crawler, specifically Kingsfield, uh which is from Software's oh. first game. Notably uh, with
1: real good combat
3: comparatively. Comparatively to Kingsfield, yeah. Um and, but yeah it just it looks low-poly. You can put a bunch of different silly filters on it. You can make it... It has a specifically a Silent Hill filter um, that makes everything really uh pixely and covers everything in fog. Um, it's very, very much so catering to people that appreciate the old-school dungeon-crawler look and feel. But it has a whole, like, a, a bunch of game design things that you could only get from a game that was made recently and not during uh like a company's like growing pains of first making games uh, which which in in some ways the the Kingsfield games do hold up but uh they they're pretty they're pretty obscure even within themselves in terms of getting people to enjoy them as someone who's tried Kingsfield before um but yeah uh i feel like uh a, a lesser uh, developer that wasn't—I uh, think their online name is Akumakira. Uh, they also did the horror game Lost in Vivo that a lot of people uh, have played semi-recently, and apparently is really scary. And I haven't tried it because it seems too scary for me. That's um, Spooky's
1: jump scare mansion
3: DLC. Yes, they did help with mm-hmm. spooky jump scare mansion, which is a <laughs> fucking masterpiece. That game rocks. Is that what it's
2: actually called? I thought you were kidding. Yes. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's awesome.
3: Uh, is it? um it's the DLC is Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion HD Renovation, it's called. <laughs> so, oh my god. Um, great. The back game's really good. And uh, yeah, Lunacid is also, uh, obviously with that kind of repertoire, and the reason I'm mentioning it here is that it is definitely, it's not It's not scary. I'm not going to shit myself in fear, but it is certainly spooky. Uh you know you have I, I would argue game... Brett,
1: that is the essence of a Halloween game is not necessarily yeah. scary but spooky
3: it's yeah I mean you you the whole entire game takes place uh underground um because if you go to the surface uh unprotected uh the the rays of the moon will I guess just kill you <laughs> uh, because I, some... I, I guess
0: that's luna acid.
3: Yes, <laughs> some some quirky individual uh, in the in the time of like suburban households and telephone poles and wires casted a spell on the moon to make it <laughs> deadly and drove everything back into like the medieval dark ages with like moon magic and stuff. Already um, love the world building. Oh, it's you it's have, incredible yeah. because you'll be going through like caves and dungeons and you'll go through uh, a FromSoft classic hidden doorway where you have to just like. Mm do the the equivalent of just running your hand against the wall until a question mark appears, just mashing X the whole time and the <laughs> wall disappears into a room that you can enter. It's just a VHS tape. It's it's fine. You, you go somewhere. Um but uh yeah then you, you go to places like uh like an abandoned like mausoleum where the soundtrack is just like monks chanting and there's a bunch of corpses uh, with their faces ripped out, not because their faces were ripped off externally, but because their brains escaped. Uh, I'm so sorry, it's, what? it's it's spooky. <laughs> they they get the vibes down, which, which I guess so weird, is
0: why. Which is wild because the title card looks like it's a
3: Metroidvania. <laughs> it does a little bit, yeah, and and it has that same um, why why I tend to like this like modern reimagining of dungeon crawlers uh, is that they have those like metroidvania sensibilities where you'll like explore through a whole area that was interconnected with like the last three uh, and you'll come upon a door that looked really weird and needed like it it was covered in green things and it has a hole in it and you you come back to it and you have the green object that fits into the hole in the green door and you open it and you realize that it just attached back to an area that you were in like Four hours ago, or something. It, it's very interconnected in its world design. Oh, love, um,
0: love seeing the interconnectedness. That's one of the reasons why
3: I stick around and torture myself with Souls Soulslikes. It's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, they they definitely took because FromSoft has always been like that with their like fully explorable um, games that aren't just level based, and they definitely took that. This door uh, can't be
2: opened on this side.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Um, Thank you, of P. And they they made the. I I I wanted to be upset at this decision, but I, I think I end I I've ended up liking it more than I thought it would, more than I thought I would. Um, there's no map at all, and there's no like there's like barely any signposting, like even like game design signposting where there'll be like a, like a hallway that leads to this bit or whatever, or, like a the, the brightly colored area, like this is where you have to go. Um, it's very like just use all your tools and look everywhere and like inspect everything very like thoroughly and everything on your own. Um, and for a while I was like, I am, I've, I've run out of, of places to go. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little lost. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't want to, to just drop this. So I guess I'll, I'll look up what other people have done. People have lovingly made, a. Uh, their maps uh, by themselves in ms paint and it's beautiful of course uh, because there's something there's something about going through like just an impossibly dense underground cave system uh looking at not one but two or three sets of maps of the same area by different people because none of them are good enough on their own
0: Oh no! Uh,
3: so there's there's just something extra adventurer-y about that where I just have to like triple check everything. It's like, well, this is a curve here, but then someone else says it's not, I'm not, and I feel like that might be part of the point because it, it's it's cool to see people come together to have made these like really complex like just basically two D reimaginings of a three D space that can't yeah. be easily translated. I I, um, I can see how that could works.
0: really easily like really well blend into the um the the feeling of the world itself because like you were talking about exactly. you know pushing people back to the the dark ages technology wise or, or something along that and just like you you don't have like geo satellites or anything giving you accurate recreations of you know what yeah, the, yeah. the the area looks like it's, you're going to have to deal those... with people that are unreliable narrators in terms of how how maps go.
2: It's mm-hmm. one of those really cool things that I think um Games that are made nowadays can really, like, um, utilize is the idea of, like, you can have a game that gives you so little information. Like, we're not going to give you a map. We're not going to give you waypoints or whatever. And it kind of relies on community members to help each other out. And you just create this really tightly knit community that way of, like, people who are trying to help each other solve mysteries or people who are just posting what they found. And you can create such a loyal, like, fan base just through how little information you can give your players sometimes.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I I feel like that's like a best of both worlds scenario where for like the people that just want to put their head down and figure out everything by themselves will be able to do that. But also the people that like the kind of like community, like, hey, I found this thing. I don't know what this does. Has anybody else found this before? And then it sparks a whole new like thread of people who haven't seen that before and are figuring it out together. Like that's, that can also happen. It's very cool to see that in a game made by just just one person <laughs> over the course of like a couple of years. That's it's crazy. it's freaking crazy, yeah. Phenomenal,
1: yeah, it's super cool. I'm very much looking forward to play more of
3: it now that it's actually officially out. It's so so. It's very polished too, which is surprising because again, it's just one person. But I I don't know it's something. Something about these, uh, these games that aren't uh, 250 gigabytes and they're just like a small two-second download uh, really, really appear to be running quite smoothly if, uh, if they're developed with enough love, I Do guess. You have to
2: have all of these uncompressed sound files clogging up your <laughs> SSD. How <laughs>
0: dare you? No, you? You don't understand it. BT needs to sound that way. <laughs> God.
1: Or you compress them and you end up with Assassin's Creed Valhalla's horrendous sound mixing. But and yet
2: you still have a large install size.
1: It's, a, <laughs> it's still too big. For other mysterious <laughs> reasons.
2: <laughs>
1: well, we get away from the horror of file sizes. Get
2: back to the true horror, here. The
1: horror <laughs> yeah. of video I, games. <laughs> I, was, I do have
0: some more mentions that are also you know not played but spent a significant amount of time watching and seeing stuff and things popping up on my dash and things like that
1: i love that you've been vicariously living your halloween video games (laughs) it's a good way to avoid getting jump scared yourself yeah yeah Yeah. i i i'm
0: (laughs) i can get scared at jump scares but i'm more scared but i usually get more annoyed at them while while still being outwardly scared and shitting my pants, oh, oh, do I, I have like, a game for Whoa. you, Alex?
3: When, when no, you're done talking didn't... about your stuff, I have a game for you. <laughs> oh, that that didn't
0: it. that didn't deserve to soil me. <laughs> 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 but but anyway, uh, the the two others that I wanted to uh, bring up were you guys remember Dusk?
3: Oh yeah! yes, I love that that, that fun boomer that shooter. Dev- Dusk was amazing.
0: A developer made a DMake. Yes, I saw. So so it's very. Not NC anti- It's very like
3: like original early DOS game.
0: Atari, Do- yeah, or DOS yeah, style God, graphics, and and it completely changed genres too. Like it's still like the the kind of creepy stuff, I guess, but it it's it's more of a puzzle game now with how mm-hmm. you have to lay out your actions. Which the the original one like was a, a bit of a puzzle game, you know, with managing resources and your your speed and flow and things like that. Uh, but this this one definitely gets it more into a, a turn based. Uh, oh my god! Flat this 2D great. style, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, that oh. and then another really fun one where I I love interesting ways that games can include peripherals and things like that. Uh, this is another one of those horror games that uses your microphone. Uh, that's of also it does it's it's really it's interestingly streamer bait uh, um, yeah. of a game, considering that. Um, so the game is called Don't Scream
3: this is the game that I was going to talk about <laughs> oh, <indeed. laughs> that you
0: would hate. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, oh, oh yeah. It, it's the entire thing is like jump scares and ambiance to try to get you to scream. But like the whole thing about like the, the streamer, the strange streamer bait bit is, you know, streamers usually like to talk while they're playing a game. The whole thing with this is looking at your microphone. It, it counts talking as like you know making noise and screaming
3: yeah like any input into
2: the microphone
0: yeah Um. so like streamers are silent while while they're playing this game and they're just trying to emote with their face if they have a camera on
2: it's like anti-streamer bait yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but,
0: but so the uh fr- from my understanding you, you could also feel free to you know uh, fill in anything that I've most likely missed in, in my explanation Brett but so uh, you're just dropped into this like uh, forest area. It's very sort of Slenderman-esque, but there's you know, better better graphics than the, the low-poly trees and things like that. Um, and you're given a... Is it a it's a 15-minute timer? Is that right? 18 minutes. 18, 18 minutes. For some um, reason. Through, through which, uh, every time you stop moving, the timer stops as well. You have to yeah, be moving for a moves. whole of 18 minutes. And just exploring and experiencing the space. And there are just jump scares and a horrifying ambiance that follow you and get worse and worse as time goes on. And get, you know, either better or worse depending on your area. Oh, it's...
3: It's so creepy. Holy boy, shit. Boy, boy does it get worse over time. Oh
4: Alex.
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I've I was keeping a semi-close eye on the game because the concept sounds cool. Like that sounds like a yeah. oh, we can we can we can do this now. And not only can we do this now, uh like the, visually the game looks like awesome. Just like the the like camcorder filter they have over everything like actually looks like vaguely realistic in a very With, interesting way it's kind of it like the awful flashlight mechanic it's yeah yeah um it, it kind of looks like that uh there was like an unreal 5 video that someone made uh i think over the summer where it, it people were confusing it for like real uh like body oh cam footage for like a SWAT team raiding a place but they, they they were playing a first person game that was meant to oh wow like, evoke that exact thing, so it, it reminds me of that visual uh like style um uh, i uh, I'm gonna be honest, I think the game completely fails at what it's set out to do um that's, because that's an for unfortunate the first... thing to fail be... okay, because it. think about it think about it you, we already realized one of the problems is that it's streamer bait because oh well, if you make if you make a loud noise then something bad happens well if you make a noise that goes over the mic threshold that is visibly represented in the bottom right corner of your screen by a little bar with a line in it if if the noise bar goes over that line uh you just die your character falls over and it says you screamed yeah. and you have to start over nothing
0: has no jump. interesting in happens. like oh Freddy, Freddy Fazbear or, or, or Huggy Wuggy, yeah. they're gonna eat you. You just collapse.
3: So, there, there, are, two, there are two problems with this. Uh, well, well, we'll call it two and a half problems, because one of the problems is actually two problems in and of itself. Uh, one of them is that, so, okay, I can't speak or make any noises above this volume, so I either have to remain completely silent, which is not a good idea for making content, uh, which yeah, you could be playing this game alone with friends, which is that's... Most people playing this will probably do it that way. Um, but watching, uh, uh, Vinny on Vine Sauce play it, uh, his... His idea instead was to continue talking like normal, uh, just whispering very quietly, uh... Neither of which is conducive to good content creation (laughs) at all. It was really funny just trying to, to, like, just watching him try to keep under the volume level. And then he did one slightly too loud Peter Griffin impression, and his character just had a heart attack, (laughs) fell over, and died. And he was just like, I can't believe Peter Griffin killed me." me. It was really funny, <laughs> that's, that's but the it's the best way he could have died. <laughs> exactly, but it's yeah. but it's at the game's expense.
2: Yeah, and that's the funny the other,
3: scary. yeah, exactly. It's funny. It's not scary, and that's the other like solitary main problem that I have with this is that the design of the game, where if you make a noise loud enough, you die and have to start over, and so you have to last for eighteen minutes. You have to ask yourself last 18 minutes in in what in what sort of environment will it be an expertly crafted atmospherically scary zone that's like a level I have to get through where there's a constant threat of 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 death and there's things around it that won't immediately affect me gameplay wise but will make me you know get scared uh, naturally and and elicit something that could be you know, like like a whimper, like a shriek or something like that, um, or will it just be walking around uh, an empty, dark uh, supermarket with literally, like, gifts jumping at you? Uh, and it is the second option. And uh, I think oh. at the end of uh, Vinny's successful playthrough of the full 18 minutes, because uh, the, the game keeps a, a stat sheet at the end, he survived 51 jump scares. I don't think there are 51 jump scares in most, like, two-hour-long horror movies that people say there are jump scare problems in. And so after a while, what happens is, like, they just start becoming really funny. Like, you'll just be walking through. There'll there'll be nothing in front of you. it becomes a try-not-to-laugh game exactly that's exactly what he said oh, no. that's exactly what i've seen other people say too is that it goes from being a try not to scream game to a try not to laugh game because just imagine you're you're like there's just like an open room of darkness in front of you there's no objects for anything to jump out from but in the center of your vision like like a a, a gif plays of like a like a White monster like <laughs> jumping over a nothing and lunging at you and screaming like there's the, there's just no rhyme or reason for any of the things. It's just like okay, well here's the here's the mm-hmm. scary nun lady from horror movie circa 2013, and she's gonna scream at you and then teleport away. The, the, uh, here's a bunch the, of crows that are gonna wonder, fall dead in front of you. It, it's, I wonder. It's it's so nothing.
2: I wonder if the proper application for something like this because it's a cool idea in theory. It is. I I because I'm imagining something like um. Take for example, like uh, Alien: Isolation, where like you can hide in lockers or under beds mm-hmm. and stuff. If you have, if you restrict, like can't say anything through your microphone. You restrict it to like really specific moments where you're trying to be quiet. In like a exactly, very, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in the locker, and there's even a mechanic in uh, Alien: Isolation where you have to like hold your breath to mm-hmm. make sure that like the xenomorph doesn't hear you. If it's something like that, where it's like, oh, I'm hiding in a locker, I can't make any noises. You know, and that would also make for a better like streamer bait uh, experience. Exactly, because they're talking; they have to, they have to, you know, make sure there's no dead air. They gotta have a good show going, and all of a sudden, they have to be like, they have to be quiet, and it like jumps up on you. That's almost like the jump scare in and of itself, so that you can't talk.
3: Exactly, yeah, yeah,
2: because yeah. that's I, like
3: I... the the rest of Alien: Isolation as a game too is just full of like such expertly crafted tension. Like, that's that's something that that game does, like, extremely expertly well, just because the alien is such a threat,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and there's just none of that at all, <laughs> and don't scream it, so it just becomes really funny. <laughs> I, I don't know
0: why, but the, the second you, you mentioned, like, poorly rendered GIF, the the first, like, <laughs> image that popped into my head was was the pick, pick i i have a warped twisted horrible mind was know. Uh, you know, know you, you know, know you know the corner in the blair witch movie yes yes it's the corner but it's 3d squelton sitting in it from smiling <laughs> 3d squelton hates
3: corners oh.
4: god
1: <laughs> All right. Well, was that the end of your "Don't Scream" rant, Brad?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even plan to have that. Could but you say it's go. gonna?
1: Once it you makes you want to scream
2: Aww. a little bit.
3: It it makes me it makes me want to laugh. Is what it makes me want to do. They did. The devs have said. I don't think. I don't know if they're like doing any sort of damage control because I kind of stopped caring. Um, but they did say there. This is ju- it's because it's just a demo, it's just a free demo, right? Uh, so they're gonna keep. Cracking at it and updating it and stuff. And I do, because we've said a million times, it is a cool idea. I hope they make it into something that is good. But right now, it's just really funny. So, I don't know. Whatever happens, happens, I guess.
1: Yeah, maybe that's enough. But uh, these games are always weird. Because it's like, uh-huh. if it's streamer bait, just streamers buying your game isn't enough people. Like, it's not... Yeah. Nah. a a significant enough audience so there has to be something there for regular people and it sounds Mm -hmm. like maybe that's missing here um definitely all right well i think we've hit the barrel of most of our halloween games Uh, how uh,
2: dare you aside what
1: i was getting to you all right how dare you i was getting to you now before you jump into the game that i know you want to talk about I do want to mention one other game first and it's going to be brief because we're going to talk about this game again Um, Spider-Man 2 now playing this I did not I don't know why I didn't expect this because it's releasing around Halloween and it has Venom in it so I should have expected it to be a little bit more (laughs) Halloween-y than the prior Spider-Mans this game's a full on like you could take this as a Halloween game for sure
3: oh that's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, <laughs> there's,
2: there's some some of the uh, um, I don't I don't know how far you are in the story, but some of the Mary Jane sections get actually kind of scary. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. No, I, I think there's definitely there's like one that was I think the the one I most recently played that really got to me at a point. Where I was like, this is this seems like a bad idea, <laughs> but I oh. understand why we're doing it. Um, yeah, it's a really fun game that I think it fills that that Halloween action thing because it their treatment of venom is very interesting and i think it's very cool uh we're gonna do a whole episode on this as well so we
2: better if we don't i'm gonna be oh it's probably gonna be like the
1: one after the game pass episode we're doing i think next because i'm i'm blazing through it wyatt i
2: have a lot to say i'm getting real
1: up there and i think i'm the last one that needs to finish it for us to do that episode so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're we're very close to being able to do it. Um. But yeah, I, I just wanted to mention it because I think it, it really has surprised me with the tone of the game being so, like, almost scary at moments in a way that is actually pretty, like, emotionally affecting. So you're like, man, this oh, wow. is hitting. It's hitting the notes that it needs to hit. Um, which it shouldn't have surprised me because Spider-Man 1 was really good at that as well. Of Like, all the Doc Ock stuff really landed emotionally, I think, for most people that play that game. Um, and the same thing is happening in Spider-Man 2 and yeah they, they really sold me on everything that's happening in the game and I'm very excited to finish it but I wanted to give it a shout out here before we do the actual episode because I do think it fits mm-hmm. sort of Halloween vibe and it's what tore me away from Dredge to be fully honest that is why I have not played more Dredge. Any
2: game to do it? That's a, a Spider-Man game. 2 so, is the reason yeah.
1: alright unleash your rant Wyatt
2: so I played Alan Wake 2 And, uh, much like, much like Brett, I am actually quite thankful that, um, this episode was delayed by a week because it literally, I started playing the game the day that we were supposed to originally film this episode. So I was like, oh, I'm basically gonna, like, play it for a bit and then, like, briefly mention that I played it. But no, I got the whole week to play it. Um, I have not finished it yet because I've been, I've been taking it slowly. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, burst right through it or anything. I. I really... Uh, I don't even know where to start. I really like this game. I think there's a couple of missed opportunities that I think would have really... Like, it's it's been in... Already, it's in, like, Game of the Year uh, talks. I don't know if it's quite there for me, and I'll get into why without spoiling anything. But, um... Alan Wake 2, sequel to the first game that came out, uh, you know, 2010, and is also Remedy's next step in trying to connect all of their games together. Um, they do it, although it's interesting because they do it in some really cheeky ways because some of their past games aren't, like, technically owned by them. Like, like I think Rockstar and Take-Two own uh, Max Payne at this point. So they can't really mm. use Max Payne. And uh, Quantum Break was also, I think it was like a Microsoft game. So I think, technically speaking, Microsoft owned the Quantum Break license. Uh, not that they're probably going to do anything with it, <laughs> but you know is what it is. Uh so, but they reference those two games. Though. Yeah. Well, but they reference those two games in really cheeky ways. Um one of them is kind of a spoiler that I don't want to talk about. But another one is right in the trailer. Um But before I get into that, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. I'm like trying to organize all my thoughts here. I'm just so excited. Um <laughs> I think it's really interesting the evolution from the first game to the second game because the first game was Definitely had some survival horror elements to it, but it was definitely leaning more towards an action game than like a straight up survival horror game. This, which I feel like kind of at the detriment of the game at some points, because it couldn't quite decide if it wanted to be slower, you know, kind of like horror combat or like actiony combat. Couldn't quite decide. Um, But this second game is very much a survival horror game. Like I, a lot more of the DNA of like Resident Evil, for instance, is definitely uh is definitely there um to a point where i can kind of understand why a lot of people who like the first game would bounce off of this um i i remember watching a review for someone who's like i just want to shoot things like why why is there so much time spent not shooting things (laughs) and it's like well yeah it's a it's it's a survival horror game my guy i don't really know what uh... Oh,
3: we've come so far since g4 and yet somehow we are still the same
2: (laughs) um but no, it's, I'll give the basic rundown of the story. Um, again, I don't really want to spoil anything. Um, due to the events of the first game, Max Payne is stuck in the dark place. Um, by the way, if you haven't played the first game and all this is gobbledygook to you, I'm really sorry. Did you mean um, Max
1: Payne or Alan Wake?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh. That's terrifying. I don't like the way that you answered that.
2: <laughs> no, that was me. Try- no, that was me trying to say face. No, I totally meant to say Alan Wake.
1: Um, <laughs> I wanted to make I sure there was not like. That's the thing. Like the way that you set that up, I would fully have believed that. So I just wanted to make sure. Oh, interesting. <laughs> to the events. I can't believe
2: of... this guy. <laughs> to the events of the first game. he's Stuck in the dark place. Uh, Thirteen years has passed, which is also the amount of time between the first game and the second game, which is kind of spooky. Um, you get two FBI agents that are discovering, uh, that are that are uh, basically looking into a series of murders from this weird forest cult uh, that it takes place in the same location as the first game. Um, and then at the same time, you have Alan Wake who's trying to escape this uh, dark, evil place. Um, it, it, it switches between the two, uh, like chapter to chapter. And then what's really interesting is I want to say, like maybe just before halfway through the game, they give you the option to switch between the two freely, which is kind of an uh, interesting, uh, kind that's of an interesting
0: cool idea. oh, so we got the it's it's like the, the game pass game that you picked out a while back, the um oh my God oh,
2: right was... at the uh, uh broken age yes, yeah.
0: yeah yeah
2: um it's it's pretty interesting um I don't want to say much more than that without spoiling things. um what I will say about the story, and this is one of the things that I'm kind of iffy about is it's very plot driven and less character driven which is not typically the kind of story that i really get into for me i really need like strong characters with good arcs that kind of grounds me uh into the into the story because i feel like for me if you have really really strong characters that you feel some kind of connection to that makes the plot relevant to me in some way because like you could have a plot that's going on in the background but if there's no characters to ground me into that plot i'm not really going to care about what's going on um i would i would say that this one is still enjoyable because the plot itself is very cerebral there's a lot of really interesting things going on uh, that don't they they present a lot of, a lot of things that don't really make sense until later on so it does keep you guessing and for someone like me that's very character driven instead of plot driven i have been kind of um interested to see where it goes but i do think that interest is starting to wane a little bit because again these characters are not they're not explored all all that much, uh, which is especially odd given how they focus on um on this concept called the mind place for for saga it's basically um it's like an interactive menu you hit tab if you're on p c and it instantly switches you into this room where you can do a variety of different things where uh the the main headline thing is oh. Um, as you're going through this through this adventure, this story, you're taking pictures of things. You're like writing down notes and stuff like that. You go to your mind place and you go to your uh, your evidence board and you're pitting up all these pictures. You're like writing down little notes and you're tying them together with a string and everything. And you're trying to piece together what's going on. Um, and you spend so much time in this mind place. You spend so much time in the the minds of the main characters, but you don't really learn that much about them. Which I felt like was such a huge uh, wasted hmm. opportunity, because it's such a it's such a psychological experience. The fact that you're not really getting much out of these characters was kind of disappointing. Um, but it is a really cool um, it is a really cool world, and it's a really cool system that. Um, that mind place because it's uh, there's been a lot of confusion on it too a lot of people are like well this is clearly supposed to be a detective game i can't the the game kind of makes these deductions for you and it doesn't um like there's no way to like solve the case incorrectly or anything and you
1: can't force yourself to fail
2: yeah and and my response to that is that it's that's not really what it's about it's more of a way to help you um to, to help kind of piece together what's going on it's more of like an interactive uh, like quest log more so. than anything.
1: Reminds me of because um, I was watching you play this for the first like two and a half hours or so it reminds right. me a lot of uh, Outer Wilds I how Outer say, Wilds yeah. had like that flowchart mm-hmm. board that would get automatically filled in mm-hmm. as you played the game and like it wouldn't tell you what to do next but you could kind of draw conclusions based on what you'd already done and see like mm-hmm. what leads you hadn't followed up on and stuff and it was yeah. a good way to organize it without making it super tedious for the player to like actually deal with
2: yeah it was and and i think the system for it like the way they've they've designed their their uh, menus and everything in their ux is really well done i i think i it's understandably people maybe thought it was going to be more of a detective game than it actually was and i totally understand that but I, think I don't if feel you like they ever
1: build uh, it as that, though. Like not
2: really. I think for a lot of people, they may have seen it's like, oh, you play as an FBI agent, and there's a thing where you tie the strings to the pictures, and so they just kind of put two and two. They and jumped to conclusions, they never... yeah. yeah, but they never. Uh, uh, but Remedy never really uh, made that claim at all. I think they were um, their explanation of it was fairly straightforward. Um, but it's just it's a cool system, um, and it 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 makes you feel like a like a detective without you really feel like a detective. To... Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I really yeah. feel like Batman over yeah, there. Really, I,
2: really, I really feel like a pirate right now, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but but no, it's a cool system, and it, and it kind of gets you in that detective-y mood without without fully committing to it, which makes me sound like I'm I'm insulting it, but I'm actually not. I think they got the, the balance. The balance.
4: From,
2: yeah, no, I think it's well done. There are some things about the mind place that are kind of odd. Uh, one of the things I do like is that they uh, remedies is get as well known for this point at having really goofy live action like television ads and episodes of things as like collectibles, and there's a way to replay all of those in the mind place, which is kind of fun. There's a there's a whole side story about um a uh, uh, like a radio show host, like an old radio show host um who is like slowly losing his touch with reality in the town, and you kind of see the progression of that through these like radio broadcast it's really funny it's really really funny um but there's some other weird things in it that i don't quite understand so one of them is you pick up uh for for saga anderson at least you pick up these things called manuscripts or manuscript uh scraps that you find in lunchboxes it's a whole thing it makes perfect sense if you play the game um oh, and i based- love that
1: wyatt i love the lead-in yeah. of you pick up manuscripts mm-hmm. and it makes perfect sense when you play the game it makes perfect sense.
2: <laughs> Partially, it's a spoiler, and I don't really want to say anything about it. But um, gotcha. But basically, it's a it's like a collectible resource. They're like scraps of manuscripts, and then you use those to upgrade your guns. Into your in your head, it's it really mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like, oh, if you find fifteen scraps of of page, uh, page scraps, you can increase the the uh, the capacity in your magazine or. You can fire two crossbow bolts instead of one before having to reload. It's very odd. I get that this is kind of a survival horror thing.
1: They wanted the upgrades. Just,
2: the mental justification for it and how it works with this mind place yeah. makes no fucking sense. It's very strange. i I'm,
3: I'm <laughs> sure like... Within. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure like mechanically it feels like just like any other other fine upgrade system when you like use the stuff or whatever through the progression of the game. But it does it does kind of feel like the we we really are in the year of our Lord 2023 and we do just have to put little bits of RPG elements into literally fucking everything because I don't know. That, that's
1: now. a pretty traditional action horror thing of like even the whole games of that stuff.
2: I think with the way that they have this world set up, there are so many ways that they could have justified it. Because essentially the entire—and this isn't really a spoiler because you kind of figure it out early on—but the a lot of the events in the game are being written by by Alan Wake or his or his mm-hmm. like evil hmm. like uh, double Mister Scratch, right? And so you you could totally have it where it's like, oh, Alan just kind of writes weapons and upgrades into the story to help. That would make like, a lot more sense, and- <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like. Maybe that's what they were going for. It's like, oh, you you find scraps of a page that then gets this upgrade, but it's still it's a little tenuous <laughs> it's a, it's a little tenuous. I
1: think everything should just use the r e four remake solution and the original r e four solution of just having a weird vendor with purple stuff around him that goes hey, hey, and sells you I would just <laughs> rather have a guy, <laughs> a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can go down in his basement and he has a shooting gallery for you to play yeah, yeah
2: um. But no, it's a it's a really cool idea and I hope that it's something that they carry into the future because it's a great it's a great idea that I think could be molded to a lot of different games that can do a lot of really unique things. Um one one thing that really bothers me is that this game is being labeled as a walking simulator and I pull hair my hair out every single time. It's like I I can't even like Yes, there are a lot of moments where you're walking from point A to point B and not a lot of things are happening. But in a horror game, that's kind of like how common is it that you walk into entire rooms in dead space and not fight anything? It's just it's just about atmosphere and like the the Mm -hmm. the worry that something could attack you at any moment. It's building tension. And if the
3: atmosphere is good, then that's fine.
2: Exactly. Exactly they do a lot of the the atmosphere especially for saga's sections are very heavily reliant on the sound design right there's a segment where you're in a um this like local this like small town um amusement park right at night and uh, the ferris wheel is going off and you can hear like the really kind of creepy fair music coming from the ferris wheel but they also do this really ingenious thing where the ferris wheel creaks under its own weight because it's not uh, particularly boy. well but the the creaks also kind of sound like the enemies you fight in the game so you're never quite oh. sure if you're hearing Come creaks on. or if you're hearing they also do like classic like a lot of your time the saga is spent in the woods you might hear like a twig snap or something and it's not really there's nothing attacking you, but a twig snaps, and it just makes you feel like you're being watched the whole time. It's really, you're really always cool. on oh, <laughs> yeah, super well done, um yeah, it's uh and then combat too, I feel like maybe is is a little on the simpler side, um and there isn't as much combat as one might expect, like there was there's I would say there's significantly less combat in here than there is in like dead space remake and you're never fighting more than one or two enemies at a time. I think the most I've seen is like three, but that's really Yeah,
1: bad. it's not an RE4 if you're taking on a whole like town yeah, of people.
2: It's not like that at all. Um, But it's also... It's, it, it is interestingly balanced, because you're never fighting more than one or two enemies at a time, which is fine because of the relatively slow move speed of your main character. But you're also never... Uh, you can skip fights if you want to. I'm playing a normal difficulty, and I've never... There's never been a moment where I had to skip a fight because I was low on resources. They keep you fairly well stocked, um, which I know for some people, like, having very tight limited ammo kind of adds to the experience. I, for me, I p- appreciate something a little bit more lenient. I wouldn't say they, like, overwhelm you with ammunition or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, feels like, it feels like The Last of Us, where, like, you never completely run out of ammo, but it's like just in that in that sweet spot where like you still have to be really uh, conservative with your. With you get the, the
1: feeling of like using up resources, but you don't get the annoyance of.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Having to actually stock. Which for me is like that's the sweet spot that that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, you it's still similar get that to. Without Similar doubt.
3: to original Dead Space 1 and Silent yeah. Hill 2 in that regard. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. most Resident Evil games aim for that same space. space mm-hmm. uh,
2: yeah it's. it's pretty would say it's that well uh balanced in that area. Um, the that of the the of the mechanic of the same kind of the of the are shrouded the same from the first game. Uh, they're shrouded in darkness and you have to use your flashlight to in this darkness you that to use your flashlight to uh to like burn this like darkness shield that they have, essentially, and, you have to reload that using batteries and stuff, and then your weapons deal a lot more damage. Um, it's still a compelling mechanic. It's, it's uh, done a little bit differently here, just because it's more survival horror-y than the first game. Because the first game, you didn't even have a crosshair. You just, your, your crosshair yeah. was your flashlight, oh. and it was a cool idea. I found it kind of awkward, but it was a neat idea. Here, it's just you have a crosshair, and your, light, your flashlight just follows your crosshair. Um, personally, I prefer this. Um, Let's see, God. Again, I like my brain is, is going all over the place here. Um, and then Alan's sections, the Alan Wick sections are super neat, too, because that one is far leans way more into the atmosphere. There's even less combat, but the way they deal with enemies is super interesting they uh all of the enemies in the game are like shadows right and like they're even less definable than the enemies in saga's uh section the cool thing is they'll like lay out a bunch of enemies in an area but not all of them will attack you they'll like say your name in a really creepy way and like walk up to you but if you train your flashlight on them long enough they just like disappear and so you're not quite sure which ones are actually going to attack you and which ones are just going to walk up to you and disappear it's really creepy and again, they just, like, say your name or there's, they'll say random lines of dialogue that may or may not mean something. It's Really well done. They also... His sections take place in, like, a really creepy, twisted, like, uh, Detective Noir version of New York. And there's tons of graffiti everywhere. And uh, you're, cool. you're writing down... And you're, you're seeing all these bits of graffiti that, like, mean certain things, especially if you know the lore of the the first game. Super interesting. Um, and his... I'm rambling, by the way. I'm so sorry. Um, his, version of the mind place, <laughs> his version of The Mind Place is super interesting because he has what's called a plot board. Um, because his goal is, I'm stuck in this dark place, in this like evil place, and the only way to escape it is by writing a story in which I escape it. And so as you're playing the game, you're also writing the story at the same time. And so what happens is you're stuck in, a, in an uh, abandoned subway Right. Uh, A couple stations connected by like a collapsed tunnel, that kind of thing. And what's cool is you're coming across certain areas that you find important and you write it down on your plot board. And then you also come across uh, uh, plot points, which are things like, oh, evil murder cult, uh, missing FBI agent and that kind of thing. And the idea is that you're mixing and matching these scenes to different plot points. So that you're basically rewriting the entire area around you that has different outcomes and different um, places you can go. So it's super like oh cool. if I it's super cool. So it's like, oh, if I do the murder cult plot point in this room and if I do the missing FBI agent in this room, that'll allow me to access new areas and also figure out what's going on. It kind of uh, unravels the the larger story more. Super cool stuff. That is sick, and, yeah and the the coolest bit of presentation that kind of ties all this stuff together is how they combine in-game footage with live action footage because all of the characters in the game look like they're actors, and that's uh, look like their voice actors, and that's because they also filmed them in live action sequences, which is mm. super interesting. Um, so like during uh, there there's a whole thing that Saka can do where she can profile a character to kind of try and learn more about their motivations and as they're talking, it's flashing in and out of um, of live-action footage of these characters as they're talking to you. Oh, it's, that's it's, sick. It's so, so cool. Um, and they use that really, really well. There's, there's moments where there's a character that you're following that's a, like a detective who's heavily implied to be Max Payne for various reasons, <laughs> but they, they can't call him Max Payne. Uh-huh. It's super, super weird. Did I, um,
0: is his name Jack's... Saying. No, it's even
2: weirder. <laughs> it's even weirder than that. Because in the first game, uh, or I guess in general, uh, Alex Wake became a popular writer because he wrote a series of detective novels about someone named Alex Casey. That was his like big break in the, the writing world. Um, and then in the second game, Saga Anderson's cop partner is a cop also named Alex Casey, just... Out huh. of nowhere, completely hmm. random. Hmm. Also, his um, his his appearance, the uh, the person they used for his appearance is Sam Lake, who's the writer and director, one of the leads at Remedy. Um, who was also his likeness was also used for Max Payne One. Yeah, and the voice actor <laughs> yeah. for Alex Casey is the hmm. same voice actor as as Max Payne. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Does he so do the, the writer? He does. He does the face. <laughs> yes. so, so good. There's a whole bit where you're you're stuck at a um at a late night talk show thing and it's a whole live action episode of a talk show where Alan Waite comes in and they're interviewing him about this book that he didn't write. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry, there must have been some sort of mistake. I didn't write this book and they're like, Oh haha, ha, that's so funny And then they just bring in they Again, this is so crazy. They bring in Sam Lake, who is supposed to be portraying Alex Casey and also portrayed Max Payne, they bring in the actual actor who portrayed Alex Casey in the movie adaptation of the Alex Casey books, who's just <laughs> Sam Lake. His name is actually Sam Lake in the game. What, it's... Not... <laughs>
3: what the fuck?
2: Oh, it's, it's insanity. It's, it's, it's absolute They're insanity. They're messing with you, Wyatt. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> they are. Wild. Um... It's and just like weird, cool stuff like that. It's why it's one of the only like plot driven stories that I've that I've seen in a while that has like kept me this interested because the plot is so cerebral. and it throws you so many different uh, curveballs. It's super, super interesting because you basically have Alan Wake, who's trying to write this story and try and give everyone good endings. But you also have his alter ego, Mr. Scratch, who's going into. His pages and scratching out certain lines and rewriting them to make sure that like everyone dies. Essentially, Mr.
0: Scratch.
2: Yeah, because he because he scratches out pa- parts in the manuscripts and rewrites them.
0: Just 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 write out, Mr. Scratch.
2: No, you can't do that though. Because too here's easy. The thing. That's no. Li- you're actually not. You're you're. That's a joke, but that's actually how it works. You can't just like if you're writing a story and you because the whole thing is like artists and their work is brought to life by this dark place and so the dark place tries to twist their art into a way that like um see I I sound fucking insane right now I sound like I sound like Charlie (laughs) Gay you need the board behind you yeah I know I know it's 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 really like I'm not trying to be condescending it's really hard to explain (laughs) like oh
0: I believe you you. (laughs) this game sounds this game sounds like a fever dream while tripping it's so you're funny. Selling like,
2: it
3: to
0: me. Yeah, everything
1: you're saying is making me more interested.
2: Yeah, because like it's like what you're, when when I'm playing it, it's so funny. I'm playing the game. Everything makes perfect sense. As soon as I leave and think about it for more than two <gasps> seconds, I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. this sounds insane." It's one of those. <laughs> but it's it's really well done because the game has an internal logic that it mm-hmm. carries out throughout the entire game. It sounds insane when you're trying to piece everything together. But it does have an internal logic that it does te- like teach you. And so everything mm. begins to make sense in a really interesting way. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I
1: can't wait to play this after I finish Control on Alan Wake 1. Yeah. <laughs> Although, interestingly
2: enough, I will say, um, Remedy have made it very clear. And they've designed Alan Wake 2 in a way where you don't have to play the first game or Control in order to understand what's going on. Oh wow! Yeah, but I want to have the, the moment the where pl- I s-
1: hear the name Alex Casey and it means something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: There, there's definitely a lot of like extra meaning that you can get out of things. There's a lot of lore for fans that are that obviously appeal to them quite a bit. Um also, like the the Federal Bureau of Control's uh, role in everything is kind yeah, of yeah. With the
1: amount of times that got name dropped when I was watching you play, I was like, I'm glad I've played Control, so that means oh, yeah, more to me.
2: You you read a lot of their folders and a lot of their case files on the area because they're studying the entirety of mm-hmm. of uh, Bright Falls. And uh, there is a couple of characters that are name dropped in like the the files that you read, and there is one character that makes a very fun appearance. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, I'm excited. I'm not gonna to play say who, but point. it's it's
2: very fun, um, and i i can only i can only imagine where they're gonna go with this crazy connected. Yeah, seriously. Because like the entire like Federal Bureau of Control's existence essentially means they can do whatever. Wacky, I think
1: crazy we know Control do. Two is happening, right? Like, they've confirmed that there is a Control Two in the works, uh, right? Oh,
2: let's see. I think um, they
1: have. I don't think we've gotten like an official trailer announcement or anything, but I think they said their next project is Control Two. But I could be speaking out of my butt here, so let me. I what this else is, this is right from their then.
2: website. This is right from uh, Remedy's website. Remedy Entertainment has signed an agreement with Five Hundred Five Games who published. Yeah, uh, Control so they're working on it co- to co-develop and publish Control Two. Okay, so yeah, it's happening. Um, yeah, no, this game is really, really good. I think there are parts of it that I'm not the biggest fan of. I think a, a bigger apparently, focus
1: on- so why? Apparently, they also are working on Max Payne One and Two remakes.
2: Yes, they are. Ooh. So, so a I guess lot they of what do what have seeing... access to
1: the characters, right? At least in some degree, because it is in code yes. development with Rockstar, so it is, well, that's the Rockstar holds yeah. the IP, but...
2: Which is maybe why they can't connect out Yeah, and they might not be able to use it in their own game. The universe, but
1: maybe they don't but... want to do it yet. Maybe, they, they, maybe they're maybe they like, oh, Alex Casey. But see, they,
2: but see like, they hint at it so much. They like tease you with it, because in a lot of Alan Wake sections, you're you're going around to to uh events where it's Alex Casey's inner monologue on this on this case that he's mm-hmm. following up on and it's literally just monologues from Max Payne like cut monologues essentially he's like max payne he even has like the same like like leather jacket and like the tie and everything like mm-hmm. it looks just like him he's just not he's <sighs>
4: <sighs>
2: I,
1: <don't... laughs> you, th- I legitimately think your brain might be exploding <laughs> like <laughs> Of excitement. That's in what a good this way. <laughs> seems like the more that this goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super fascinating.
2: It's super great. I, I again I think in terms of like Game of the Year talk, because there's so many contenders for Game of the Year this
1: year. Yeah, it's such a stuff. I think
2: thing. I think for me this one isn't quite there. Again, I, I think I think there are times where it is very slow to a point where where it's like, okay, something can happen now. Uh, not to a point where I think it really like, takes away from the game too much. I wouldn't call it a walking simulator, as some people have called it, which is a completely ridiculous thing to say. But sometimes, sometimes it goes on for like a, like a, just a it's more of a too long. It's a, definitely a slow burn, and that might just be my ADHD brain talking. Um, I would be no, super I, curious,
1: because you haven't played RE4 Remake yet. If no. you get to it at some point, I would be super curious. I, it's
2: it on sale right sense. now. I'm tempted, because it's Cause on I, sale
1: i i think you might be into it uh beyond the village the, the early like town part of it i think that you've already played that is the part that you might not like as much but i i'm super curious cause i think i, I, think heard I, think a I lot just played that
2: section incorrectly moves. i think is what happened yeah it, the way you, you also can just
1: here. pro tip shoot the bell you can skip the whole section it's i did unique. hear yeah. about that I
2: did hear about that. yeah, yeah. it's, no, it's I'm an important note to, to know but I'm interested to go back. This has been such a crazy year for survival horror games, man. Like, yeah, dang, it, like it has gotten a real shot in the arm this year. I think Dead so Space remake far, was end of it. last
1: year, and then RE4 remake, Alan Wake, uh, tons of indie stuff came out too. It was really good.
3: So I wonder what next year holds for us. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so Suicide
1: excited. Squad.
3: Oh,
4: yeah.
3: (laughs) Silent Hill 2 remake is going to make me the new member of the Suicide Squad.
1: Let's sidebar here for a second. I think we're done talking about the games that we played, but can we talk about Silent Hill Ascension for a second? Because, my lord.
0: (laughs) I'd really rather not want to brush my teeth with a shotgun, but sure. Silent
1: Hill Ascension soft launched a little while ago. For those who don't know, this is a mobile Silent Hill weird little thing uh, that I don't think was made by Bluebird. Here, I don't think we can blame them no. for this. Bloober, Weird Bloober little no thing art. is
0: the best way to describe it. Weird little I, thing. I, uh, that I just, being I generous, to...
1: kind of offensive little thing is actually what I think you can more refer to it as. Uh, it's yeah. sitting at a 1.7 on the Google
3: Play Store right now. That <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. That <laughs> seems about I, I just, right. I just took a, a sip that probably equated to a fourth of my white Russian, so I think I'm ready now. Yeah, I...
1: Just the thing that I've heard about this is it was meant to be like a everyone watches and gets to make like community driven decisions, which of course is not Mm going to work in a free to play game because that means people are going to just make the funniest decisions possible every time as happens, or the safest decisions. And then you have because they have an ability to like buy the right decision or something if you want to what you can pay money to get to like force the decision that you want to make happen you can force the bad things to happen so there were apparently people that were just like buying all the bad decisions yeah and making people play those and i was like this is the f- it's simultaneously super funny and what a dystopian
3: thing to do it's it's so dystopian dude cuz on paper this sounds like something that Could could be interesting. Maybe not could work, but could be interesting. (laughs) Because we have these funny little things called ARGs that have been around for the last twenty years that are some of the most like interesting stories that have happened on the internet. Like the entirety of right? shut up. (laughs) Uh the entirety of, like, the like the original Blair Witch Project's marketing scheme being, like, an ARG is, like, one of the earlier examples where that's just kind of, like, a one-sided, like, the story is written. We're just going to give you little, like, snippets as if it's, like, real news from this, like, old-school website, which was new school at the time because it was, like, 1999 or something. Um, oh, boy. But nowadays, like, we have things, like, series, like, uh like the sun vanished off the top of my head that I can think of where it would just be like Twitter posts of this guy who's in an alternate reality from us where for him, the sun is gone and he can hear noises outside and there's weird lights coming through his windows. And he would still like chat with people on his like Facebook and Twitter accounts. And they would kind of like inform where the story would go next. Um, or things like modern, like analog horror ARGs. Um, Where like again, like the creator will like take into account like what the community is finding with puzzles, uh, puzzles and stuff um, that are like up to individual people who know how to solve hex code to solve or things like that. Even like Marble Hornets, like the classic example, has stuff like that where there's like puzzles or just like things that are on the screen on like some like B channel for one frame. Uh, and if you run it through a spectrometer, it'll give you like an image of a thing that you need to use to understand one of the other videos on some other side of the internet or something. Like that's people have been doing that successfully for for literally decades now. It, it, at least the last twenty years.
0: Um, Why would you mention a frame of time, Brett?
3: Because now it's scary. Now Why would it's would make me worse that way that they fucked it up, <laughs> and they did. They didn't do the ARG route. They went like the weird like black mirror like a netflix special route uh, um where like yeah like you have to you go into it with, with, ca- with the kahoot and, answers and it, it feels like kahoot with a like a like a tinge of rust on it Someone, and someone's, at, like,
2: marching,
0: someone's well, running at the character with a knife <laughs> 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 like, like,
2: in my head i'm already running into this issue of like let's say you know, let's put Silent Hill Ascensions quality aside for a second. Let's say you're really getting into the story, right? It comes, it, it provides you, th- you're getting into it, and then it provides you with a choice. It's like you can do this or you can do this, and then it's like I want to do this decision because that's what I think this character would do, or that's where I want this story to go, or however, however you. Someone with it. money then, says no.
0: No, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, oh,
2: so the story didn't go the way that I choo that I chose. So what's even the point? but why now i need you to ask
3: yourself this question is what if you were you were watching that one night and the thing didn't go the way you wanted to what if you realized upon tuning in for the next night uh that the events were uh, literally one-to-one exactly the same just with a different character model for the player character
1: <laughs> what? what i'm Aww. so
3: stunned by this game what? this
1: is and calling it a game is generous at this point right it is like been on <laughs> mobile, you've got so many better options than Silent Hill Ascension.
0: Go okay. go play Genshin Impact.
1: That's a better. I'm literally, play the original
0: Five game.
3: Nights at Fucking Freddy's at this point.
2: <laughs>
1: go play Honkai like, Star Rail. Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want a fun mobile game? Go play uh, Device Eight. If you have ever played Device Eight before, no,
0: never heard one. of that. Okay. What is it? No.
2: It's it's really cool. It's like you you're reading a story. But then the the words on the page become like a puzzle game, and so you, mm. sometimes you have to like scroll back further in the story to go to a door that was locked before. But it's Third season to
3: your text. pass. Uh,
2: no, it's like can a I... game that you can get for like five dollars. Also, I, just, That's I like the only my, thing that you pay for.
3: Can I change my username to be something horribly racist and not be <laughs> reprimanded for it for an entire week?
1: <laughs> mm. We're definitely going to no. recommend you for that.
3: Yeah, it's not... <laughs> yeah, I, that that's another thing, is that uh, I don't think they realized that people would actually play it, because people have been saying horrible things oh in God, the chat, because right. the chat is just open to anything. And the you chat will censor things like Kojima and Scam, but it will not censor things like the N-Word. So people, just for the first few nights that it was a thing, were abusing it horribly as you would imagine that the internet does oh and then they finally goodness. decided that that was a problem
2: so what you're saying is they have their priorities straight
3: i sure. of, of oh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, but now now there are sensors in place uh but only for chat items and not for people's usernames so now people are just naming themselves offensive things and that's yeah what's wait through. God.
2: wait of course hold up i have breaking news oh, one no. of the developers of this game is bad robot productions Yes.
0: What? That?
2: That, yes. That's J.J. Abrams' production company. Yes.
0: What? <laughs> no. What? Is no. <laughs>
2: what? Is this gonna be like a surprise, like Cloverfield? It's movie? Exactly, exactly. What? Wait. Wait. It's exactly... Is that what's? Is that what's happening here? I. I.
3: I, I don't where? know. What? This. It's. It's such a disaster. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know how any of this could go past like any any marketing of any company on the planet and like just be given the green light. It's just so so strange. Wait, wait this uh, guys, is also to "Try Not to Laugh" challenge game.
2: Wait a minute. Wait yes. a minute. What? But they make like good multiplayer horror games. What the? What are they doing here?
3: <laughs> not anymore. Wyatt. I guess you could call this <laughs> I what?
0: guess you could call this multiplayer. <laughs> wait, not a game. It-
1: is it, did you say Saber Interactive? Is that behavior?
0: behavior? The, guys
2: behavior? Do, the, the, the guys who do the uh, guys who do Dead by Daylight.
0: No. Look, no, they can't make something this bad. Who should <laughs> be trusted
3: with a Silent Hill game? <laughs> oh, <my gosh.
2: laughs> oh man! Do you guys
3: remember the uh, the the Silent Hill Diablo clone on the PSP? <laughs> this is he, why you should he, give Silent Hill Diablo. to Western devs to to develop. <laughs> you.
0: you... Brett, you keep saying words that make me question what timeline we're in. <laughs> Dude,
3: well, I'm sorry for bringing you into this one, but they're real,
2: <laughs> and they can hurt you. <laughs>
3: and they very much can hurt you. I, I, I don't know.
2: Yes, I don't know. Crazy. I crazy.
3: I don't know how much. It's weird because, like, I don't know how much of a hand Konami themselves had in dealing with this. Uh. Because I don't think either. I mean, you can
0: buy the right. You can you can buy options. So I'm assuming a heavy one.
3: <laughs> but that's that's the thing is that you can you can like the the Metal Gear Solid re-releases were just released as them, and you could buy them individually. And people who want to run them at ninety thousand frames a second don't know how a fucking PS1 game works uh so <laughs> most of the I complaints die. come from that
2: do they at um, least i remember this was a thing do they at least have the ntsc version as well as the pal version for the yeah yeah it it changes
3: okay. they have uh ntsc pal and japanese versions that i think okay. like i think they all run it at 60 even um but like that that's the thing it's it's weird because now it seems like they're on their ascension back to... Whoa. I'm sorry for saying that you oh, no. were shrinking wide, I didn't... <laughs> 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 but where they're trying to get back my into, clock. like... It's <laughs> they're trying to get back into, like, positive view in, in the public, you know? Um, but, So I, I don't know. It feels like this just slipped by Wasn't without the them way. realizing, yeah, that this is just a horrible, horrible decision. And as a result, it really... Uh, has made me not excited for the future of the franchise at all, and has made me very, very, very uh, doomer about it. And uh, I'm not excited for what this next year is going to bring for Silent but hey, Brett, Hill. Did, didn't you know that the people that
1: are playing the game right now, it's not they're not getting the best version, right? Because they're going to edit these uh, live streams in the app into actual episodes that everyone else can watch. And then we can watch it without all of the obnoxious Twitch chat and stream and, and, and by, stuff.
3: by watch you mean completely forget about and completely not watch forget about. At all.
1: <laughs> I will happily watch the six-hour YouTube retrospective in a year. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Like here's the thing: if you want to play like a, a horror movie that you interact with as well, just just go play. Go uh, play
1: until dawn, the story, yeah, yeah. dark pictures, any of those games.
2: Maybe not the last few maybe, dark maybe,
1: pictures.
2: Maybe don't play dark pictures. Play the quarry. Play, uh, <laughs> you know, play play until dawn. But yeah, wow. Because um, I was I was hearing you guys talking about it. You guys had posted a, a screenshot of the UI in in our uh, on our Discord. The good news is, and I was is, like, wow. But I was like, It's wow, not... <laughs> the, like, wow, <laughs> the
0: fisheye lens, well, was, and that's like, the only good
2: news. <laughs> I was like, wow, this looks like trash. But then hearing you, you guys gotta, you describe- you have a problem with fish
1: eyes, Alex? Is that <laughs> you got an issue then... with
2: this? <laughs> Not at like... all. Not with <laughs> that. Hearing you guys describe this whole thing to me, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like way worse than I was expecting.
3: It's literally the worst. Wow. Like, imagine. Is this mind-boggling? You, you have- Like, three releases in a row that will be considered for, like, the rest of time by people with brains that don't only play Fortnite and FIFA as, like, transcending the medium of video games and becoming straight up, like, just art fully. And every single release after that for the next, like, ten years was just ass, and then they just stopped making games for another ten years, and the thing they come back with is this. It's it's just the worst. I, I really do I, I really do feel like a fucking Mega Man fan now where we just can't get a break anymore <laughs> and yeah. just every everything that happens is bad. You're a sonic hey, fan. Maybe Blue Team will
1: prove us all wrong, right? Like I
3: would go crazy. They've proven that they could
1: put together a competent video game. Whether or not this that needs to true. put together a good like horror <laughs> Silent Hill game, I think is an entirely separate They've thing. Also,
2: <laughs> I, I think I think we've had this discussion too. They've also proven that they can pull off some good horror sequences, mm-hmm. maybe not consistently, but there's I, I consistency is really the real problem, cool. right? Like that yeah. that yeah. seems to be
1: Blue Team's fault point. But so, I so I here, hope for the remake is good.
0: Here's a question that I have that I think is an interesting question that we need to ask about a good few more games throughout our, our podcasts our our, our podcasting bits. Um, what do you, do, do you think with how awful it is, what would be the reaction of, of like a, a parent that it's just like, this is their one game that they're buying, that they're able to sink time into. Do you think they'd be able to Stockholm syndrome their way into liking this at no, all? Cause you don't buy it. This is a free mobile
1: game. Oh, yeah, free. No, this yeah. is a free mobile game. You're not buying this. If you do, I don't know what's up with you.
2: You're... Wait, you mentioned microtransactions, <laughs> though. Is that basically to ensure that your choice is the one that's picked by the community or something? There's a season pass. Works? I think
3: you can make your like, season pass. For what? Pass. I, uh, none uh, can make you none of us played this game I think it's important to say that Brett and I don't, end, I don't know.
1: Actually, no. We're not playing this it's game. A-
3: like, it's like buying a season pass for, like, th- like 13 Reasons Why
2: or something. Like, who gives... Like, <laughs> why? What are you doing? Like, oh, you can <laughs> buy the season <laughs> pass. It's your, it's your Netflix subscription. <laughs> oh, my God. a Netflix <laughs> subscription
3: for one show. That's bad. Exactly. It's not even worth it. Like, I don't... I can't even imagine... Dude, when when like white moms can't even salvage your product, you know you failed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like they will watch anything, and uh, if 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 you can't even get them as part of your demographic, hey, listen, white Silent
2: Hill County.
3: Yeah. Oh my
2: god. That's a great parody. I'd, I guess, I'd watch actually. that. That's a great sketch. <laughs> Wait, that's a real thing. No, but oh. that would. Be- it <laughs> needs to know, it-
0: it, it needs to be a parody now. That's, that that's a
1: fantastic so
0: idea.
3: All right. Everything well, <laughs> we've run our
1: full time. We, we've talked a lot about things that I don't think we intended to talk about at all, which is great. Uh, a lot of content this episode. <laughs> it does mean so we were going to talk about the Bungie stuff in a separate video. I think we're going to push that to next week now because we've, we've gone past our time allotment by a good amount. So I'm dressed up as cocky and I'm not prepared I, to be sad tonight. <laughs> I was thinking it would you be fun do to do to a lower in costume to bring the, vo- the the vibes back up a little bit, but I I think we'll need to do that next time oh. and devote an actual some time to it, because, oh boy, have we been paying attention to the Bundy stuff. Uh I, for a funeral,
0: ladies and gentlemen. I get to talk <laughs> so much, and I get to be so sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, work. for Alex and I, I, I are caught up. <laughs> like, we're caught up with Destiny, and... Can, very often in the past have raided together we haven't really done it in the last couple months but
0: we yeah teammates have not have been busy with yeah, other we, getting this a such together, a good year for games
1: because it's a really good year for games uh, but yeah we'll, we'll talk about it and have some chats and you know maybe have a funeral toast <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I,
0: you you have the annual uh, pass for I believe um oh my god the final shape
1: yeah, I, I've already got yep. it, because I, I have a friend who works there that we traded. I, hope I you're gave you're
0: prepared him... to wait. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're about to have a seventh month season, which is the longest delay there has ever been. <laughs> That's so longer than a
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be... I kind of wish they would just like <laughs> be like, Season of the Witch is going to be extended by a month, and the next one will be... We're going to make it six months instead of seven months, just to like... Uh, minimize the problem but we'll talk about this next week uh, yeah. we have a lot to get into here. Um, our Game Pass Games Club for the games we talked about in October which is Oblivion, Morrowind uh, and I don't remember what the other two
3: are. Uh, Oblivion, Morrowind, 2042 <Battlefield 2046.
0: laughs> <242. laughs> and- <laughs> Which which we still need to play together for a yeah, session. Yes. and Lies of P, I believe. You right? guys are welcome. Are I feel those. like that's going to be a good. I
1: think next week will be a combo episode of us playing Battlefield 2042 and talking <laughs> about Destiny. I think that's going to be the perfect combination of this. Oh my God. God. So physically possible. Oh my God. I think you all have created a perfect storm here. Um, so we're going to go ahead and do that for next week. You're welcome. Uh,. <laughs> Wow, (laughs) that's the upcoming stuff. We've got lots of fun things spinning. Um, Spider-Man 2 Games Club will be on the docket for as soon as I'm able to finish it, which will likely be this week or something. So uh, it'll be coming up into this month or something. Maybe a a nice Thanksgiving special for everyone will be our Spider-Man takes. Uh, and then hopefully we can get back on the train of continuing the Arkham series thing we were trying to do this year, but then every good game ever came out in the same year. We didn't have time.
2: So, I, I couldn't I mean to ask you about that. No, what
1: literally has happened is that all of us were just like, we're, we want to play the new games. And so there was no way to fit them in the time, but, uh, well, you know, and
2: also originally the series was supposed to lead up to Suicide Squad, which has been kind of delayed
1: late. indefinitely. So, you guys have oh, time. Indefinitely. Not indefinitely, but, well, you don't know, well see when the suicide squad comes out but yeah that's everything that's the end of the episode as always tuesdays alex (laughs) good save look i'm recovering from covid brain i can go ahead and hear all this is a good chance to use your your funny sounds funny haha sounds oh you want to
0: oh you can i have something very serious and interesting for a shout out here look at the size of this grape what a shout out <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is huge Look, I, it, will, it will take three bites to eat this. That is yeah. a thumb sized grape. It is a thumb sized grape, also because I'm in and I'm gonna do some heinous shit with food right now. <laughs> 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 this <happened>? a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is the scariest thing that's happened the entire episode, and we've been I'm... talking about Bungie yeah, and yeah. Silent Hill Ascension.
0: I, I'm doing the I'm doing the cherry looking thing, but with grapes because I'm allergic to cherry. I don't <laughs> think they know what the cherry looking thing, is, Alex.
2: Let's move on. Who's next? <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Who's next? I'll go to end this nightmare. I'll go. Um, shout out to a lovely little Halo Infinite session that I had with Brett a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. We he had fun. He had Why? fun wow. playing the video game.
3: Why? Wouldn't you know that I couldn't uh-huh. think of anything else, so I was going to shout out the same thing. <laughs> I think,
2: uh, the game it is
3: acceptable now.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Halo it, it, Infinite starts shaping up. Bungie is collapsing.
3: It's, Another yes. finger on the monkey's rolls exactly. <laughs> I saw that post too. Yeah. It, it is really weird, but I they don't have whatever uh they don't have true purple and orange yet um so th- one of us won't be i will still happy, continue to be upset about yeah. that excuse me. It- they
2: do have a purple and orange armor coating
3: and it's like a really lot of you have to buy the battle it's like, path, like, but, yeah <laughs> you
2: know I, it's, called, it's called pumpkin spice it's it's it no, it looks pretty good. no it
3: looks pretty
2: good you can also drink it in latte form Boy, don't I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine.
3: <laughs> mm, it's, no, the it's fall fun season.
2: Now. They have a good version of infection, you know. I think there's a lot of game modes now. Um there's maps reduced... in the game. The, the maps are I I mean, I've always been a a fan of the maps, but um No I'm they saying also there are have... maps now. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. They've also re- de- reduced their seasons down to four months, which I feel like is a pretty good place to be in for, mm-hmm. you know, season length. Um, yeah. Until you have also, to delay. Yeah, they've also... no, no, that's
3: Bungie. That's Bungie.
2: Nothing... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, often confused. Um they also <laughs> have ch- <laughs> they also have changed the way that their seasons work now. So there's only 50 tiers and in every single tier there's tier, there's actually stuff that you want to get so they've removed a lot of the junk. They've As opposed to like, of, like, oh,
0: here's a little bit of currency.
2: Yeah, they've removed a, currency well thing. well actually the currency's kind of nice because they give you just enough of their in-game currency in a season in order to buy the next season for free. Oh, yes, and, they do the the deep rock thing. Yeah. So oh, that's so nice. You only that's have to so buy. Nice. So that's have to also, buy that is one the Fortnite season. thing. Like, that that came
1: that originated with Fortnite. Yeah. Just to make sure you're all crediting the right game. That's a fork knife.
2: I know, but give Fortnite the to credit
1: it deserves.
2: <laughs> but here, but here's the thing, though, Ryan. Here's the thing. The one, the one up that Halo Infinite has is that because the seasons don't go away once you buy them, once you buy it, oh. even if the season's over,
1: I'm a big fan you, of that.
2: you could Ooh. still get every single season for free after that because it never goes away, which is really nice um they've also and and the math has been done the the seasons are shorter so there's less grind and there's more actual stuff that you're getting out of it so it's Mm. like half the time and like more content more like unlocks which is great um i think they have a really good version of infection and they're just they're just releasing content at a good steady pace they've also a recent recently announced that they're going to be completely reworking networking they're gonna like we're just gonna we're just gonna gut the entire fucking thing and start from the from the Thank bottom. God. Is, yeah, so it's in a pretty it's in a good spot now. It's not perfect. They had a long ways to go, but the the march forward is there, and it's and it's in good. You say it's uh, a it's
1: a march of the Merllocks, marching forward. Why don't you we, go now?
2: We Ryan. need What's that specific
0: sound oh for the God.
1: soundboard, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Is is blah, blah, blah,
4: blah. This little,
1: this little Disney watch. Oh my God. Mickey Mouse it's Kingdom a Fantasia Arts? watch. Why, why Fantasia is it
0: half, why my is it half Roman numerals and half uh, I don't numbers. know,
1: Alex. That's a great question <laughs> that I ask myself every time I look at it. I think it's to be quirky. I think this is a quirky yeah. watch. Uh, but it was relatively inexpensive. So, the quirky actors you know, are
2: just... I'll, I'll, I like a
1: quirky watch, you know. That's I only wear quirky watches. And you
2: know, too, if that was a Donald Duck watch, it'd be called a quack watch instead of a <laughs>
1: quirky one. Are you on quack right now, uh, Wyatt? All right. Well, we were really dredging the bottom of the barrel here. I think
2: I've just had too much grog,
1: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the episode. Uh, as usual, Tuesday mornings, Tuesday evenings, seven a.m., seven p.m. Pacific time. Podcast platform choice, and all that. Uh, this one's gonna be up on like a Saturday, Sunday night at a random time because we missed last week and so it's going up uh, when we're done with it but normally at other times we'll see you next week for a jam session of talking about two terrible situations
3: Fantasia is the best Disney movie <laughs> it is the best Disney movie and yeah.
2: you can quote me on good. that it's quite good
4: Cars 2 though. Cars
2: 2 though.